Hello everyone, and welcome to the 29th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. I'm sure you can already hear Freddy chewing, it's incredibly <laughs> annoying. We're back! <laughs> We're very much back. Um, so, by the way, before I forget, no wait, this, I haven't done this in so long. Oh, okay, my name is Benedict, <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> you probably know me better as BHL Hudson, we hear we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense, with me as always is my friend, co-host, and post-summer Maldives <laughs> and, buddy. And post-friend. <laughs> Frederick. Oh, we are so it is, back. It is, we've never been backer. <laughs> it is so good to be back. And just so you know, there are time codes in the description to everything we talk about. I don't know why I just did a now number five kind of kind of finger movement. Oh, that's a good reference. Dude, that I have so I, much Brooklyn Nine-Nine you, to talk you about. Have to, you have to put that in the video now. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. On loop, just... <laughs> um... So, we're back with a with an up-to-date pod. <laughs> I don't know why I just did a, a number five. <laughs> it's worse than ever. Um, we, yeah, the past, I guess, month, month and a half, we've been doing uh, some pre-recorded pods that we did for the summer. I hope you guys enjoyed those. The response so far has been pretty great. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. It's been pretty negative, and uh... <laughs> we need to really make a comeback here. Um, <laughs> this is our final shot. <laughs> the couple's retreat and uh, baby driver. Friend <laughs> watches. We'll talk about those later, but those are very well received. Um, so yeah, we are just we're very much back in a big way for the pod. Oh, it it feels good. It I've... feels right. It, Mister Right. Suddenly it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly <you> should leave. <laughs> um, so I think. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do what like we did last year, if you remember, which you probably don't, because that was because <laughs> we always get new fans. <laughs> Often, um, we're gonna do a recap of all the stuff we watched over the summer. Basically, a whole episode of mini reviews. So that's movies that came out in cinemas, and also just stuff we watched, you know, at home. Uh, and also, I'm thinking we hit a little bit of that news. Not all the news, because that would be impossible, but yeah. just the major stories that I thought were, mm. were we could have something to say about. Mm, tasty, and tasty then, BHL. Thank you. And then we have some announcements at the end. We do. Because we have, we've, yeah, we've missed out on a whole, like, month of, of, of fans, you know, just <laughs> praising us. So we'll have to get to that. And uh, finally, I want to say, and this is a new kind of addition to the pod, uh, I want to say, up front, spoilers for all the things we oh mentioned. Oh my god, it only took us 29 episodes to get <laughs> to, to this. remember to do this. Because we often spoil stuff, like... Pretty much always when we talk about a movie or whatever, we say, like, spoilers halfway through or maybe we forget or something. I have to edit in a spoiler it's warning. It's a waste of our breath. Exactly. So I'm just going to say now, for all the things that are, you know, time-coded in the description, we're talking spoilers. So we can just, you know, we can just we can just be ourselves, you know? We have to hold anything back. <laughs> Dude, I just want to talk about Rampage. <laughs> so yeah, spoiler alert for everything we talk about. <laughs> so, without further ado, spoilers for everything, let's get into it. Did I make the spoiler thing clear? Because a lot of times people complain. Everything we talk about, when we start a new topic... Sue us! <laughs> when we start a new topic, talk about a new show, movie, we are talking spoilers for that thing. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead. Okay, that's as clear as I can make it. Alright. If you didn't get this, you're an imbecile. <laughs> also, a little edit note here, in addition to that giant spoiler warning for everything, uh, I just want it to be known that this was recorded... Wait, hold on. I somehow don't have the date in front of me. This was recorded on the 18th of August, and I've just been really slow to edit it because I've been busy because school started and we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, but anyway, so this was recorded on the 18th of August. So if some of our stuff is a little, you know, some of the information or something we say seems a little outdated or like some new information came out, that's why. 
All right, enjoy the show. So first up, Luke Cage. Dab. Dab on... Oh, we'll get to... Dude, I have so much to talk about. Dude, the dab. I have so much to dab on. <laughs> so, you haven't seen it, have you? <laughs> so, you're unqualified to be here. <laughs> I have not seen it, no. You Have you given up on the Marvel Netflix shows? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, you haven't seen... I guess you stopped watching Iron Fist. Yeah. There was a new trailer recently that was... It was pretty... Do you remember his friend in Iron Fist? <laughs> Davos? Not Game of Thrones Davos. Um... What Davos then? The Iron Fist Davos. Well, anyway, he has <laughs> he has an Iron Fist now. And so it's like Iron Fist versus Iron Fist. But it's red. So oh, anyway. So... so da- but I thought Davos was his friend. Yeah, but they became enemies. Did they? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, Luke Cage Season 2. By the way, uh, I just want to say about all of these... These may be kind of longer and more in-detail reviews than we usually do, but I realized, uh, for me at least, I always enjoy it more when, on the podcasts, hours specifically, I listen to it daily. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The only way I can sleep, the sound of my own voice, (laughs) it's so soothing. Um, But I always find it more entertaining when people talk, like, you know, for longer periods. And even with us, like, when we talked about, like, Murder on the Orient Express or Justice League or something. We got into it. Yeah, we got, like, 20 minutes in. But so... (laughs) That was incredible. And sometimes we just, like, kind of speed round stuff. And, like, I find that less interesting. So anyway, we're going to try to do more kind of in-depth, end-depth things. I've even started taking notes so it'll be more clean. You know, you know how we do. Dude, I don't. (laughs) I hate these notes. (laughs) So anyway, Luke Cage season two. uh, I was, I was pretty hyped for it. The first three episodes were really, really bad. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm making a review currently. I have no idea when it'll be out. My my YouTube schedule has been totally messed up lately. I've I haven't made a video in like two weeks. I'm working on this giant Transformers one. I don't know when it'll be out. After that, Luke Cage is coming. That's what it says on Marky Moose Grave. <laughs> Yo, I'm working on a giant Transformers one. Um, in the meantime, you get this. So the first three episodes I really didn't like. They were really tedious and boring and just like exposition filled and uninteresting. Like the worst of marvel netflix basically in in three episodes (laughs) and then four episode four to twelve with you know i mean obviously the bad stuff has good moments and the good stuff has bad moments but overall four through twelve were amazing some of the best marvel netflix stuff what what about the villain is he good bushmaster (laughs) (laughs) has the best name of any villain is awesome he's a really really good villain he's um is he like mahershala level I mean, it's very hard to be Mahershal level, but ah, he's like, true. he's definitely above Diamondback. Um, yeah, he's, he's above, um, <laughs> only Diamondback. <laughs> he's like, you know, above whoever. Madam Gao? Yes, he's above that. He's better than Sigourney Weaver and Defenders. Anyway, he's really, really good. He has an interesting motivation. He's a fun character. I, I love that. Um, yeah, 4 through 12 were just very interesting, very engaging, very fun. Not, uh, I mean, Luke Cage is more fun than the other Netflix, Marvel Netflix shows. It is? Like, uh, compared to Daredevil, it's more like... Yeah, it, I just... I love those episodes. If the whole show had been like that, it might be my favorite season of Marvel Netflix. Um, and then the finale was a bit disappointing. Now, spoilers. Do you care if I spoil how it ends? Go for it. The whole season is building up to Luke, like, Luke Cage character arc, where he starts off and he's kind of, like, in the eyes of, you know, the city, and he has to be... He has to become better and more humble and, like, realize that... Uh, violence, that kind of stuff. He has to be like, you know, the hero he is at heart. He can't give in to the, the dark popularity. Side. Oh, well, and, and is, the popularity in a way, but because is it like, oh, you haven't seen Rocky Three, have you? No, because like in that, can, can I spoil that? Because mm-hmm. like he wins the in the second one, he wins against Apollo Creed, right? Right. And then the fame like gets to his head. He gets like 
brand new gym and he just like takes pictures. Yeah, well, it is right? it is part of that. Yeah, and like, and I, then he gets sloppy. I, I did enjoy that aspect. It's it's more interesting where Luke is like a celebrity because we don't really see that a lot with these Marvel Netflix shows. But then episode thirteen, the finale, where it's all been building to him becoming like a good hero, and like um, what's her name? Claire breaks up with him. They were together, and no. then she leaves for like the entire season, and then like you think it's gonna end, she's gonna come back, and then it turns out Luke in the end, uh, Mariah dies. Mariah she's, is that the cop? No, she's um, Cotton Mahershala's sister. Ah, who killed him? Okay. So she is. She's great, by the way. She's killed by her daughter, who's a big player in this. Um, and is she is the daughter a bad or a good character? She starts out good, and then she becomes bad. Uh, and and then, then she kills. Oh my god. Yeah, and then Luke buys or luke is given <laughs> harlem's paradise the the club which is a huge part of it ah. and he initially i was like don't take it obviously don't take it that's like completely against what you're supposed to do and what this is building to and then initially he's like burn it to the ground i was like yes luke you're back <laughs> but then i guess he was being sarcastic or he was joking or something because then he actually takes over harlem's paradise and he like becomes the cottonmouth mariah character and he really so he becomes a bad guy sort of i mean he just oh, it's like shit, completely Luke. against and then like rosario dawson claire comes back and he's like ah tell her to go away it's like well that's it's just so disappointing no. to me because so he becomes like the the kingpin then yeah basically and i just i don't know i i guess it's supposed to subvert expectations but i well, kind of felt yeah i wasn't expecting it but i kind of felt like cheated because i was so <laughs> invested in this character <laughs> <'Cause> for, Luke. <laughs> well like for for 13 hours or uh, gym for 12 hours <laughs> for 12 hours i was like really invested in this character arc and i wanted a good payoff and then maybe the payoff comes in the next season or something but for this itself when it just ends like that i was like oh that was kind of a disappointing end um, what about the cop with the metal arm now she's great she's fantastic i yeah. really don't like her really she's awesome in this the yeah uh there are new additions like luke's dad who's played by some famous actor's name i can't remember who he passed away recently, actually, but he's amazing. He's... I want to look up his name, because he's he's really good. Luke Cage, season two, cash. He was... Okay, the worst thing he's been in is Fantastic for the new one, so I'm sorry, that's not what he should be known for. <laughs> but, um, what's his name? This guy, Red... Reg E. Cathy. He's in House of Cards, he's in The Wire, he's in The Mask. Somebody stop me. <laughs> he's amazing, he's really good, and he plays Luke's dad, and that character arc as well is really interesting. Oh, um... Nice. What about uh, your boy Shades? He's so good. Is he? Sh ah, he's so. Yeah, there's so many. You should really watch it. Like, if just start at episode four because that's when it picks up. Okay. Uh, but it, he's amazing, and him and Mariah have an interesting dynamic, and him and Comanche have a. Uh, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil Comanche, too much. Comanche, who's that again? It's uh, you you gotta watch it, man. You got, okay. Uh, okay. Now, finally, I want to say, the dab. Now, in episode one... <laughs> a moment of silence, please. <laughs> Luke Cage is being followed around by his buddy. I can't remember his name, but he's, like, filming him, making t-shirts, and being, like, his hype man and his merchandise selling, man. Selling some Luke merch. Yeah, and Luke isn't really... He's like, uh, whatever, just don't get in my way. And then this guy tries to kill Luke Cage or whatever, and then... He, he gets he, it on camera or what? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I got it. And then Luke goes up to the camera to give, like, a speech to the people of Harlem, because he's like, all right, I'm sick of this. And he's like, you want to test me? Step up. I am Harlem, and Harlem is me. And I was like, that's a good moment. And then he hits that dab. And it was just... I, I sent you a, a Snapchat Oh, you of did. It. I was when like, it was happening, you were like, what is this? It was the worst. And I was like, why would you... Because, look, the dab was cool three years ago, maybe. And now it's been ruined by Jake Paul doing it. Hillary Clinton dabbed. That's how you know a meme is dead when a presidential candidate does it. Yeah. It's 
uh, it's it's the what are those moment from Black Panther. It was just cringe. But just much worse. <laughs> and now I would like to read you, actually, Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter, made a video on Twitter addressing the dad. All right. Let and me if, hear you it. Just, if you could just enjoy this. I, I thought it was a great video. <laughs> hey, boys and girls, I wanted to address the proverbial elephant in the room. The dab from episode one of Luke Cage season two. Okay, guys, I think a lot of people got it right, and some people just got it wrong. They're completely misconstruing it. It was supposed to be done wrong. It was supposed to be a cringe moment. It was supposed to be a moment of, why is he doing that? A what the fuck moment. <laughs> a moment- Coulter was fired. <laughs> a moment out of- Oh, God. The oh, <laughs> Coulter. <laughs> Sorry, the mic just almost died. A moment out of character for Luke Cage, out of context. It was supposed to be all these things. What it was not supposed to be taken was seriously. <laughs> it's a moment where Luke is in front of a camera, the era we're in, the millennials, the Instagram moments, the world star moments, doing something, trying too hard, doing too much. So that was the commentary on his headspace. And it made sense because Bushmaster then did the Usain Bolt pose on him when he knocked him out. So all this stuff made <laughs> sense. So I'm sorry if I offended. Please call the dab police off. We won't do it again. But if you didn't watch season two because of the dab, you're missing out on a really good season. Okay? On that note, we out. And then I, I transcripted it here. Pretends to almost dab. <laughs> ha ha ha. Just messing with you. <laughs> so that was a... I'm glad he addressed it. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad they cleared that up. So it, Bushmaster does like the lightning thing. Which is like, whoa. Like, I'll be honest. I don't remember him doing that. But apparently he <laughs> like, did. I'll be honest. Bushmaster's really... He's, he's a fog in my memory. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. Luke Cage season two. Overall, great. With some bad stuff. Uh, then Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh my god, I'm so happy you're watching I it. am loving it so much. It's, it's so good. It's, I rewatched. It's almost thing. in that office level, you know? It's I, I'd say beyond that office level. Um, oh, wait, before you say this, ah, uh, horrible thing. I was just perusing YouTube, right? And I see, um, best pranks, and I go on, and then it was just a compilation of The Office pranks. Yes! How- Bookface! <laughs> it was Bookface, I just saw- Dwight being like, why is there wire in my computer? <laughs> yes! And he follows the wire. And he climbs up the telephone yeah. pole. It's so good. And Halbert's like, I made it up there. <laughs> and then there's a gym yeah. face. It's and so he goes, good. Mm. I love it so much. Um, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> um, you can see, actually, it's been so long since I started writing these notes because I wrote this season two ending and now I'm halfway through season four. Dude. Dude, it, it just... Uh, people always say this about, like, some. my cousin told me this about The Office when I started it and you told me this about Brooklyn Nine-Nine where you're like, Oh, it just gets so much better and better. It and, like, does. Starting at season one, I was like, "This is great." Like, I don't really see how this can like, how in what way this will get better. But it yeah. just, it still somehow manages. Yeah, it's season four is like the strongest. Se every season just gets better and better. It's just what, remind me again what happens in season four. Is that where they're in, so they're uh, it starts where they're in Florida. Yeah, yeah, and then now they're back and they're on the night shift. Um, I've just seen the the vindication moment. That is good. And uh, the bone, the bone thing with Captain Holt. Oh, yeah. That's also great. Oh, oh, my. So, yeah, it's just, it's incredibly addictive, binge-worthy. Um, the characters, I, this is the same with The Office. Like, it starts kind of, you know, introducing the characters. And now at this point, like season four, they've just, they've grown into their own. They're very distinct. It's hilarious. It's, I don't know. It's just, it, it's exactly like The Office. It's just the characters make it what it is. Like, it's just, I love watching them, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And... All the, the writing is so, like, sharp and funny. Like, it there's is. no, there are no jokes. That I'm just consistently they, laughing out loud. They don't fall loud. flat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great comedy writing and improv. I'm assuming there's a little bit of improv, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure on that. 
<laughs> Although Peralta isn't much of a comedian. <laughs> just all the jokes land. Um, and it also has genuine emotion in it where like... It does. Which like I wasn't... With... Which I didn't like like the first two seasons. I was like, I'm really enjoying... It's funny, but it was kind of missing that like... What I, what I feel like makes The Office so special is this mix of comedy and emotion. And this one like when Jake and Amy get together and when... Uh, when is it? I think they're on a boat. When he finally says, Doug I Judy? love you. Oh. I think it's after the Doug Judy thing. Okay. Uh, like that... And, like, the stuff with Holt, and like, when Holt leaves in yeah, season two or something. That, like, actually... I don't know. It's it's very, very impressive. It was it was, it was a Patriot's Day kind of thing. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, no, I just... I love it so much. It is really, really good. And, like... Yeah. It, it's not something you have to sit and, like, really pay attention to, either. It's just something you can... Yeah, not exactly. have in the background, but just something, like... Well, it's I, very easy can to I, follow. Can I tell you my Brooklyn Nine-Nine routine? How? <laughs> Sounds like your dance move. <laughs> so every day after I after I do my workout, you know? Oh, of course. I come back. Oh, that isn't the routine. <laughs> I come back, and then because after you do a workout, you want to have a little snack to eat, maybe a little protein. Mm, so so have, you munch on that Peralta. <laughs> so I have some snack, and then I put on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. as kind of like my reward for the oh. workout. It's perfect run time for, you know, a little cool down, a little snack. And did I bring this up just to... Just to point out that I've been working out recently. Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. Yeah, you, you won't by <laughs> looking at your body. <laughs> but anyway, I've also been keeping a list of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine people who show up in the office. Just so I can tell you. So, uh, the guy in the office who ate the turtles. He's in it. He's the bartender in the earlier seasons. I don't know if what? he comes back. Okay, yeah. Uh, Val's boyfriend is a lawyer. Uh, Val's boyfriend from The Office, who's actually a great part of season eight, is a lawyer in it. Yeah. Daryl from The Office is Doug Judy. Oh, I love Doug Judy. Um, one of the commercial guys is from The Office is Amy's boyfriend initially, Teddy. Yeah, he he's in The Office. Uh, Helms makes an appearance as a <laughs> Helms idiotic <laughs> post post office guy. Uh, Oscar makes an appearance as a as a doctor, I believe, and Meredith makes an appearance as that cleaning lady. Moving on, Parks and Rec. I watched, oh, like, one episode of that's it. The, that's the discount office. It's, <laughs> look, it's not as good as The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but then again, I haven't properly gotten into it. I'm still, like, in season two. Uh, Ron Swanson, Aziz and Sari are both fantastic. Probably my favorite characters. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's the third or fourth um, Michael, I'm not sure how to say his last name, but I should I should figure it out because, like, I love this guy. Sure. Michael Sure, I guess, <laughs> show. He, you know, made The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this, and... Uh, something called like the good place or something like that um which i haven't seen uh, but because <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> but no i have tremendous respect for this guy because he's made like my favorite comedy tv stuff and i will say there are some formula his shows do have a little bit of a formula but it's a formula that works so i don't have a problem with that um but yeah parks and rec I i'm sure it's great i just haven't really i prefer the office in brooklyn 99 at the moment um now you <sighs> ah you know we have to do this every every pod I've been watching a lot of that elementary, and by God, is it good. Like, the new episode... I'll <laughs> text the ladies. Get me out of here. So Is it still going? It Yeah. There's new episodes every week. Genuinely so good. Brett Dalton hasn't come back, has he? Uh, no, he was only in one episode. <laughs> they wouldn't let him back on the set. He's no, too he's, chiseled. He stole too much. <laughs> oh, but... Yeah, I've I've said all I have to say. About you definitely I rest have. my case, <laughs> but yeah, still still great. I find that hard to believe. Now, I watched Pitch Perfect three. Oh, which is so bad. It's it's not great, is it? Okay, yeah, it's not terrible, but it's it's uh some of the singing is pretty good, but otherwise, 
Yeah, look, I like I like the songs, uh, even though the ones with the instruments are not nearly as memorable as the actual acapella ones. Um, <laughs> the cast is great, um, but there's no Jesse. Th- I I loved Jesse in the Me first too. one. Why'd they get rid of Jesse? He was so good. Jesse, yeah, it's the Transformers just... Three syndrome, where like the first two movies is setting watching up... too much Transformers. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> in the first two movies they set up Megan Fox as like the love of Shia LaBeouf's life, and then the third one they just get rid of her. Yeah, story wise, it it doesn't work. But anyway. Um, the movie is just too stupid. Uh, if the you, whole thing with Fat Amy's dad. That is the worst. It and is so bad. For the record, I've never really found Fat Amy to be that funny of a character. Like, she was like, fine she in was, the first one. Yeah. But second like, one, it's kind of overdone. Yeah, they, and this one, it's just it's terrible. terrible. And then, they, look, I think she's a funny actress, but that character is... I do not find that amusing. If you just look at where the first film was, uh, you know, I mean, re- you know, relatively more grounded and, like, actually had emotional moments. Now, where it is now, it's just like... It's just so stupid. Um, I, I, li- I liked the second one. It wasn't. I great. did. I didn't really. I thought it was. It wasn't great, mad. but it was it was okay. Um, especially, I, I like the Snoop Dogg and Keegan Michael Key. That Keegan Michael Key is very good in that. <laughs> yes. But that's like the one thing I like about it. It's um, I mean, likable characters because of the likable actors, but not really because of like any writing. Um, it feels like it, they had fun making it, and like everyone enjoyed making it, but it doesn't feel like they put a lot of effort into, like, you know, the script. Like, you know, Bella's love interest is boring and unlikable, and they have no chemistry, which is kind of a joke in it, but also they spend a lot of time on it, so that yeah. I just find that confusing. And DJ Khaled is so overused. DJ Khaled also, by the way, I know he shows up later on, but in the first scene where they're there in, like, a, a hangar or something, yeah. he 100% was not there when they shot that, because the only time you <laughs> see him is, like, they cut away to this one shot they have of him, like, talking to some people. He's never seen, like, with them in that scene. And I was like, there's <laughs> DJ Khaled definitely wasn't on set that day. It's kind of hilarious. Um, but, yeah, the thing is... Like, the end of the film, they make the worst subplot with the worst character the main focus of the film. Like, Fat Amy has an action scene, and the dad kidnaps... (laughs) Becca and her singing. (laughs) The dad kidnaps them and whatever. And it's just like, why would you... That's not what people like about these movies. No, not at all. I I really like the actor who plays the dad. Um, He's... What's his name? Oh, I'm such really? a Really? I found him super annoying. Well, in the movie, he's not great. But, like, in real life, like, in other stuff, um, he's the guy who goes, oh. Oh, oh that guy. John Lithgow. I love John Lithgow. But, um, yeah, no. It's... I also didn't like... Uh, like, I know they're supposed to be unlikable in the movie, but, like, ever moist. Is that Ruby Roses? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the movie starts plot lines that just never really go anywhere. Like, they start this whole oh, thing yeah. with Ruby Rose. Where it's like... It's kind of like where, similar to the second one, where you think it's the same again. It's like Dust Sound Machine. Oh yeah, I don't. Do they just disappear though? Because Ruby no, 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 Rose no, isn't like, like in the movie. Oh, you think it's gonna be like that? You think like yeah. in the beginning, you think it's gonna be like that, right? And then when she shows up at the end, like to like kind of come around, applaud their performance, something. It's like, oh shit, she's in this. Like I totally forgot that she was in it. Yeah. The <laughs> spy or whatever it is, like international crime aspect of the film, should not yeah, be the how focus. she like breaks into the boat and then they start singing to distract it's just yeah uh, i do like that song though the toxic uh, oh yeah like they're i thought that was like a good bad song dude um moving on <laughs> you're gonna tell me to wait when i'm about to talk about tag <laughs> Shit. wait a long time <laughs> so tag we saw that was our, <laughs> so tag. we saw that as our, our last woody if people remember before the summer oh um, people don't remember uh so what did you think of tag in the end I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty terrible. It was... It like, w- of course, 
we've seen better movies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but <laughs> I liked it. I liked... Um, it's a long time since we watched it, so like, yeah. I might, have, well, I I have might a, be forgetting some things. I have some very few notes here. The trailer kind of gives away the climax of the film, which is Helms running at the wedding. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, because like, the whole film builds that, and I was like, well, I already know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm so not invested now that I know where the plot's going. Um, but it was, look, it was pretty fun. Like, it, I'm not calling Elms. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It had some good jokes, and it, it had some decently heartfelt moments um, towards the end, you know, some moments like good. Like Nick from Noodle saying, I wish you had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. Um, but, uh, I w- yeah, I, overall, I think it's a pretty funny time with some good, decent you know, camaraderie, up, uplifting moments. But some specific things, the CGI arms, did you notice that? I didn't. I they didn't render know CGI yeah, arms, no. so I guess they did better than uh, than Cavill. Uh, the slow-mo <laughs> Sherlock scenes with, with Renner, where he where he figures out that what they're going to do, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the that thing was, is, that though, was really good, actually. Renner and his wife never get any, like, comeuppance or redemption I, for I being did not terrible like people. Yeah, they were so horrible. They were, like, the worst human beings, and they kind of, like, at the end, they're like, Ah, and it's play time. You guys are right. Like, yeah, they don't like. It's like basically ten minutes between like when she fakes having a miscarriage and like tells fakes having a pregnancy, and then like them being like, ah, you're all right, you're all right, Renner. Even though he was like kind of a horrible person, especially his wife. His wife was just yeah, I really, the worst. Yeah, they do some mess. There's some messed up things in this movie that they do. Um, it has a somewhat depressing ending, but also <laughs> uplifting. This is a dying Helms. <laughs> the greatest note you've ever written. <laughs> Dying Helms, somewhat depressing, but a nice ending. <laughs> but all things considered, I'm happy that it happened. I don't mean in the sense that Helms is dying. But uh, I mean, it was kind of a nice ending, but it was also kind of depressing how they're running through like a hospital and Helms is hooked up to an IV. But um, anyway, Rashida Jones is in it, also from The Office. So I really like that. Uh, we also imagined while we were watching it that this is a prequel to Baby Driver with, with Buddy's character, <laughs> yeah. which makes it oh, so I much love, better. I love Ham in this. Uh, Ham is great. And now, I want to end on a little bit of a personal story here, um, oh. which basically, real quick, um, we had our graduation, I think, the day after we saw this, right? Um, yes. yes and we did. so, at our graduation, I don't know if you do this anywhere oh else. Oh my god, we, no. Um, yeah, I, I gotta tell this. I gotta tell this. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> so, we. We write stuff on t-shirts, which, yeah, like, get, we like, write, like, new good, white, like, new we get, white yeah, t-shirts. Totally white t-shirts, and you write stuff on them, like, for all your friends, like, good luck in the new year, or whatever, write, you know, whatever message you, it's like what people do with yearbooks, but yeah. on a t-shirt for some reason. Um, and so, it's a really big mess there, like, they're just, like, a bunch of t-shirts laid out on the, um, And the you have thing. to, like, read the other messages to, like... Yeah, to figure out whose t-shirt it is. Mm-hmm. And so, we basically, we talk a lot in, um, mo- like, references to the shows and movies yeah. we watch. That's, like, a big part of our inside jokes. And so, on... <laughs> Freddie's shirt, because we'd just seen Tag, I wrote um, a reference to Tag. I won't give it, it's a very personal note, but I, I, I wrote a nice little message with a, with a Tag reference in it. And yeah. then Freddie wanted to do a similar thing, write a little Tag what? reference. Should we, should we say what happens in Tag? And then... <laughs> okay, so in Tag, um, what's his name? Um, Renner's wife. Renner's, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> she fakes having a miscarriage uh, of a pregnancy that wasn't even real in the end, but she fakes having a miscarriage to just get to, out of, to get, yeah. Yeah, just to get out of... Renner out of t- yeah, getting tagged. It, it's, it's so late when you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Later on, a homeless man, Nick from New Girl, says, he, quote, he says, quote, now I'm not saying I want you to have a miscarriage, <laughs> but if you do, 
I'd be glad. <laughs> or like you deserve it or something. Yeah, like that. something like that, right? And so Freddie wanted to write that on my t-shirt because that would be, you know, a, a funny since I wrote a nice tag reference if he writes like the worst <laughs> insult from the movie on mine, it'd be kind of funny. And then and so, one, I remember I was we were standing there and you were writing, you were laughing. And I was writing in huge letters. <laughs> and you looked up at me, you're like, Oh, this better be your t-shirt. I looked down, I was like, that's not my t-shirt. And then <laughs> The look of panic in your eyes. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. And it turns out it was this girl in our class who we, we, like, we never barely talked talk to. And you just wrote on her shirt, I hope you had a miscarriage or something. It was the uh, worst moment. I was considering it signing your name, but then I decided that, that probably wouldn't have been good. <laughs> that would have been so much worse. Oh, it And was she was horrible. standing right next to me. She's like, what are you writing? And you just, I think you made a heart or yeah, something? Yeah, instead, instead of like crossing it out, I... So I Because you wrote it, it so big. I wrote it like massive. So I just drew a massive heart around it and filled that in as a- best I around could. it saying I I'm not saying I hope you have a miscarriage. <laughs> so yeah, that was just a horrible, that horrible was moment. So dude, I did dude, that was <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the look in your eyes. It was it was amazing. Um anyway, moving on. So tag pretty pretty solid. You watched a movie that I've wanted to watch for a while, but I haven't. Game Night. Game Night. It is with really, that Bateman. Dude, it's got that Bateman, and it's got Winston from New Girl. It's basically about... Do you, do you know what it's about? Mm-hmm. Can I spoil some stuff? I'd actually rather you don't with this one, because I, right. I, I think well, I will here we go. <laughs> I think I will watch Well, it. It just... It's, it's got both fun <laughs> and Bateman. <laughs> Tragic things. <laughs> Tragic comedies. And after this movie... Rachel McAdams, by far one of my favorite actresses, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, everyone in the movie, they're pretty great. There's um, Todd from Breaking Bad. I he's love pretty that guy. good. He's in everything these days. He is. Unlike the it? actual Matt Damon. <laughs> he's in World Expanding Operations. <laughs> Wait, is he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Wait, you for real? <laughs> but so it's uh, it's a good fun time. It, it is. It's really good. Someone gets sucked into an air, what's it called, an airplane-like turbine one point oh yes it's yes, in the I trailer do. yes i do um now on to incredibles 2 now if you want my first note here it I... was bob parr in brackets incredible <laughs> now i, I appreciate that oh, i looked up um <laughs> i don't know why i was looking up the cast right you know what dash's name isn't dash it's dashnal it's dashiel what i think or it might be Dashiel Parr. <laughs> what is that name? Dashiel Parr. Dashiel Robert. Dashiel Bob Parr. <laughs> That's his actual name. <laughs> that is terrible. The genuine concern and disappointment <laughs> in your voice. It was really, really great. And I, I was expecting to be very disappointed. It was really good. <laughs> I was expecting to be really disappointed because, like, you can't... You can't go into a movie with this many expectations. Like, have it live up to it. And... Going in, I just kind of lowered my expectations, and I was like, "It's it can't be as good as the first one because like I have such an emotional attachment to it." Yeah. So thinking about it from that perspective, I just really really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, <hated> I, it. <laughs> I wasn't underwhelmed at all. Um, I will say. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so not natural. <laughs> I won't spoil anything for you, if you don't want me to. <laughs> don't spoil like anything major. Okay. Okay, so Bob Parr dies. <laughs> so Bob Parr sacrifices himself for Dashiel. <laughs> for Dashiel Bob. <laughs> um, this is not a major plot point. Um, it's just, it's not a spoiler, but uh, in the movie, they don't know for a while that 
okay, spoilers, for, if you don't know anything, but you've seen it by now. For you, I don't think this is, like, a spoiler or anything. In the movie, they don't know that Dash... Or not Dash. <laughs> <laughs> it's their son. <laughs> they don't know that Jack-Jack has powers, which I thought they did by the end oh, of the I, last... The first Yeah, film. I thought so, too. But they, they, they discover it in this film. You see okay. the trailer. Where Bob is like, you oh, yeah. have powers. <laughs> Why do we both remember? <laughs> he gets shot in the face. <laughs> yeah. Bob died. Just yeah. like- <laughs> Bob gets lasered through the head. Um, but they, uh, there, there's great action, great animation, great music, great finale. The characters are feel the same. And how's how's the villain? The villain's the weakest point, I think. It's a great design, but there's a reveal involved that's the most. Like, obvious thing in the world. Like, it's like, that was the one biggest disappointing thing, is just how how obvious the villain reveal was. Um, but overall, the references to the first film I thought were fun and weren't super forced and, like, actually lent itself to the nostalgia. Um, it does slow down a bit in the middle, where Elastigirl's meeting, like, these new superheroes and that kind of... Like, there's a point where it was just, like, I was kind of like, uh, okay, let's pick it up. And, but then it definitely picks up after that. And there, there are a lot of really funny moments. Uh... There is a terrifying seizure-inducing villain scene, and I am not joking when I say it's literally seizure-inducing. The film has a seizure warning before it. If what? You, there's a scene where it, it gave me a headache watching it because the villain he controls like screens and stuff, um, and just on its own without the seizure-inducing part, it's a pretty like for little kids. It's a pretty scary scene, which I which I appreciate because I think that's a big part of kids' films is having like kind of creepy stuff like we did a whole childhood trauma yeah episode. Coraline yeah I think I think that's a fun thing for kids you know growing up with movies to have that kind of thing <laughs> to talk. so many nightmares <laughs> well yeah to have that kind of thing to talk about later so I think it's nice that it gives that but then he traps Elastigirl in like this box and has a fight with her where like they're like flashing lights everywhere and it's like yeah I can see why it has a seizure warning the my favorite action piece by far and this was the one thing in the film that I felt like genuinely stacked up to the first movie where it gave me that like it gave me nostalgia. It was super fun and like exciting, and the music kicked in. Uh, it's when it's actually doesn't involve Bob or Elastigirl. It's, <laughs> but Dash. Well, it does, but it's mainly it's um, okay. Minor spoiler. Okay. Um, but there's a part where uh, some people who I won't spoil are attacking, uh, are come to kidnap uh, Dash and uh, what's her name, uh, Violet. Okay. At the at the Par's new house, and Frozone shows up to protect them. And there's an okay. action scene that follows that that is just amazing. It's so so good. And Frozone gets a lot more to shine in this film. And there's a oh, there's nice. a moment towards the end where something from the first film comes back, and it's just it's so cool. It's look that scene up if you're not gonna watch the film because it is by far my favorite part of the film. So yeah, Incredibles two, very good. Also by the way, they have Tony Ridinger. Remember from the first film, the guy Violet. Uh, oh yeah, has a crush on. They have him back in this film for a pretty decently major part. He looks nothing like like he like, did. Really? Yeah, which is weird. They just like completely redid redid the character design. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> That's my least favorite part of the film. <laughs> Santa, I love Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibles two, really really great. Um, then I'll just very quickly. I try. I started watching Ant Man the first one before I was going into Ant Man and the Wasp, and I couldn't get through it fully. Like I started. I watched, like, the first 20 minutes or so, and then it it just starts to kind of, like, it's not drag a bit. Like, yeah, I was... <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but it's just, like, very... It's not something I would want to rewatch. I realized. Like, I was skipping scenes, and I was like, oh, why am I even watching this? Like, <laughs> like it's good, but it's just it's not something I would rewatch. And then I rewatched Thor Ragnarok, which is still, you know, incredibly fun. So that's just that's just that. Now you watch Purge! <laughs> Purge! Um, no one understands. Yeah, Freddie wrote with capital letters for some reason. That's why we did that. 
<laughs> we're not weird. You watched all three. Uh, well, didn't you talk about this last time? <laughs> the sec, the second one with with your boy, uh, discount Mang, Manganello that is, <laughs> Mangionello, <laughs> or Wolf Meat as we like to call him. <laughs> That's actually really good. I like that. The Wolf Meat. <laughs> can I can I spoil it for you? Mm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Some Purge fan. <laughs> it's it's basically a bunch of, like different storylines or characters that meet up. So, Mang. Mm. <laughs> He's going out to avenge his son. You can't see, but Freddy just looked directly into my soul. Mang. <laughs> Am I saying that right? <laughs> he goes out on Purge Night to avenge or get revenge for his son who was killed by some mm. dude, right? And uh, then there's a young couple whose car breaks down and they're trapped outside. And then there's um, this, like, these poor people who have a shop that then the there's this thing called Purge Insurance, like, gets raised. Doesn't Ethan Hawke sell that in the first film? Uh, Purge I'm, insurance? Maybe. I'm not. I'm not sure. Perjurance? <laughs> <laughs> Chokes on pizza. What? <laughs> in surge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Genuine. Pretty good. That's a better name. <laughs> you outsmarted me. <laughs> so, um, and then. Oh, shit, I'm getting that mixed up. <laughs> Damn, <man. laughs> that didn't happen, bro. And then um, there's this whole, like, government plot to, like, kill all the poor people. That's why they have the purge, apparently, right? Oh, isn't that the third one? It's it's basically in all of them, right? Oh, okay. But, like, it's it's mostly focused on in the third one. Mm. But, so, like, the, these government agents... It's pretty scary, actually. There's, like, this huge truck that just drives by, right? And then the back of it opens. It's just, like, a guy in a, like... Butcher's, not a robe, what do you call that? Like a... Apron? <laughs> a butcher's robe. <laughs> Standing there with like an American cap and sunglasses. He's got like a machine gun. It just shoots at people. It's pretty scary. But he just like shoots at these like, uh, these poor people, right? And then Discount Man comes and saves them. And then they're all like trapped together. And so it's like Pulp Fiction style. Or the plot lines crossover. It is, yes. Purge 2 is better than Pulp Fiction, you heard it here first. <laughs> and then Purge 3 is just not very good. I stopped watching halfway through. What about Purge 4? Did you watch that? The first Purge? Is that out? Yeah. I haven't watched that, no. A Purge 3 you would not recommend? I would not recommend, but... But Discount Pur Mang is still in it, right? He is, but he's a different character kind of now, right? Now, now just... he's just Mang. <laughs> now he's just Discount. All right. Um, you watched... Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I've done a whole review on, so I don't... I'm not going to go into a lot of it. Basically... <laughs> So, follow PHLS. <laughs> For the record, with these, I do want to say, pretty much we give, like, like, with we just did with tagging, we're going to do with this. We give, like, a very brief, you know, like, overall opinion at the start. Like, yeah, pretty good. This part I didn't like. To, this part I did like. And then most of it is just, like, little specific stuff that, you know, I think is more amusing to talk about in the podcast. Cause I just feel like that's more fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, like, a bit of a review and then just, like, kind of... If you're wondering why we don't go into too much dip depth with like the quality and stuff, that's more what I do. <laughs> Follow BHL Hudson, but uh, here <laughs> or FDK Gaming. <laughs> so Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, the first half I thought was very eh. It was like on the first Ant-Man level, if not slightly lower. It was just like very take that rud. <laughs> it was very just like fine, and I feel like a lot of a lot of people were like the first half is pretty great, and then it falls apart in the second half. I couldn't disagree more. I thought the second half was super fun. It, there's a whole scene in I think it's San Francisco. Uh, there's 
what's his name, fake Asian Jim from The Office. There's one point where Jim pranks Dwight by pretending to be hiring an Asian guy and pretending. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> you should totally watch The Office, dude. <laughs> anyway, he's great in it. He has some fun banter with Brud. Um, but yeah, I thought the second half was way better. But overall, a fun, pretty it's funny time. Better than the first one? Yeah, I would say they're approximately on the same level, maybe slightly better. Because the second half in this, I remember thinking like, okay, this is, this I can get behind. This is, this is a lot of fun. Um, Bill Crash is in it. He's awesome. <laughs> Don't say it so casually. <laughs> He's so great. Is he? Um, like, I mean, his character doesn't get a lot to do, but I just really love seeing him. Is he him. a bad guy? He is, yeah. He's, the movie has a bit too much going on, but he's one of the bad guys, and he's like this seedy little businessman guy, uh, and he's, I just love seeing my boy Walton Goggins and stuff. Walton Goggins. <laughs> Such a horrible, horrible name. Such a great name. Um, no, I really enjoyed him. Uh, Luis is great again. He has another, you know, his stories kind of thing. That's probably the highlight of the comedy in the film. Uh, there's another D.H. Douglas my favorite kind of Douglas. <laughs> it looks great. It looks really, really good. Um, the end credit scene. Um, do you mind if I spoil this? Go for it. Uh, the the final end credit scene is just like an ant in the post snap world, just like drumming on drums. It completely pointless. I mean, I guess some people thought it was funny. I just thought it was kind of pointless. <laughs> it was fine, but like, I, yeah. But I feel like they should put the like, I don't know, more prominent or meaningful one at the end of the credits instead of the middle. So, like, because then when you wait for it, it feels more rewarding than the one they put in the middle. Anyway, the one they put in the middle was, uh, and I said, we said spoilers for everything. I should just stick to it. (laughs) Rudd goes into the quantum realm, which they've discovered can give you magic healing powers or something like that. Again, I don't really remember. (laughs) lost. (laughs) Well, I don't really remember uh, a lot of all the details. But anyway, he goes into the quantum realm to get some energy or something. And um, they're all having a good time. They're pranking each other, whatever. And then he goes in and... Suddenly, like, they're supposed to pull him out again, and he can't hear them, and he's like, oh, very funny, guys, and he's like, guys, and then it shows outside, and then they've all just turned to dust. Oh, so, shit. Very, very cool moment. And, like, one guy next to me just went, oh, shit, which <laughs> really ruined it, but it was a really, really effective <laughs> so, moment. So, Rudd's stuck in the- Rudd's stuck in the quantum realm. Um, What's his name? Douglas turns to dust. The wasp turns to dust. Douglas's wife, who they spent the whole movie rescuing, turns to dust, which is why I think this isn't permanent. Like, that just confirms it to me. Like, they wouldn't have spent- a whole movie setting up the wasp. Um, no, it was just, it was a very cool moment. And I have a whole video about Avengers 4 theories that I won't get into now. Sorry. <laughs> Douglas, <laughs> sorry. I just spent so much time with that. Um, now, for something, I actually did some reading this summer. Oh. Because. Your doctor warned you against doing that beach. <laughs> when you're, I was on the beach a lot this summer and I was like, you gotta have some beach reading. So, I brought with me that Ready Player One book. And how is that? It's very, very good. Um, and I thought, since we saw the movie together, you would enjoy some of these, uh, some of the changes from book to movie that I discovered. Okay. So, you remember the movie pretty well, right? Oh, Thursdays and Tuesdays. <laughs> well, yeah, we did a whole episode on the movie, but, um, I thought the movie was pretty good. It was okay. Um, the book, however, first of all, it's a lot darker than the movie. So, How so? Daito, remember Daito? Is that, uh, I think he's the old, he's not the, like, eight-year-old. He's yeah, okay, old. yeah, yeah. And again, spoilers. He gets straight up murdered by the bad what? guys. They, in the real world, they find him in his building and they throw him off the roof. Oh my god. Which is very intense. Um, while also, he's like sitting in the... Yeah, while he's like playing the game and they just murder him straight up. Oh god. Um, <laughs> Wade in the book. So at one point he like shaves his entire body so he can fit into his like suit better. And he's very lonely and uh, he considers uh, throwing himself 
off the top of the building, which is pretty, there's some pretty dark moments in this where he's like, if IOI wins, I'm going to climb up on the roof and jump. And like, that's the end of the chapter. Um, but yeah, he's, the IOI prison stuff is, like, it's much darker in the sense that, like, they're more, I guess, meaner, they're more intense there, like, than in the movie, but also kind of not as dark, because in the movie, if you remember, they make you, like, lift bricks or stuff, like, in the, like, bad guy prison camp or whatever. In, yeah. the, in the book, they make you, like, like, Wade gets to work in tech support, where he just, like, kind of has to help people, which is, like, mildly irritating, but it's not, like, horrible physical labor, so yeah. I guess it's kind of better. Um, H and Artemis start hating him at one point in the book, which I don't really what? think happens, like, he what? just, because he's, like, kind of a dick. No TJ Miller character, he's just not in it at all. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, the challenge, it's different completely from the book. The challenges are completely different. It's different movies, different games that they do. Like, the racing thing that's not in the book. The the shiny thing that's not in the book. You know, it's basically none of the cha- The challenges are different. H is completely different, uh, like, design-wise. Peg is complete. Peg in the, in, in the book looks like Santa Claus. But in the movie, it looks like Peg. <laughs> There's a detailed description, like, paragraph long of Wade's thoughts on masturbation, which I feel like was heavily missing from the movie. <laughs> Wade isn't very likable. He's always, I mean, this is also kind of true in the movie, but he's always like bragging about knowing stuff. And I was like, ah, I mean, he's kind of likable towards the end, but at, at points I didn't really like that. There's no secret resistance with Artemis in the real world like they have in the movie, which so I thought was one of the weaker parts of the film. How do they... <clears throat> them, them meeting in real life is the last thing that happens. That's how the book ends, by the way. Oh, so there's no Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, no, no. So they don't actually win? They do win, but there's no... Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, they just well, meet each other afterwards. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, there's no final test with Halliday where like he's like, "You should sign this contract," and Wade's like, "No, I won't." He's like, "Yeah, you're good." Like that doesn't happen, and that was a really stupid moment in the movies. So I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, there's no RV finale like in the movie. Remember, H drives them around. And he like can't get the key in the keyhole because like the truck keeps moving. Yeah, which yeah. was so dumb. No, in the in the book, Peg <laughs> saves the day. Peg's like, hey... Why would anyone let Peg <laughs> save the day? Peg's like, hey, these this corporation's gonna win if I don't help you. Come stay at my mansion and, like, work with my state-of-the-art tech, and I'll, I'll keep you safe so they won't murder you in your sleep. Um, Seren, the bad guy, he gets arrested. He doesn't come to kill Wade like he does in the movie, which also I thought was a really dumb moment where he's like, oh, I'm not gonna kill him because yeah, the spirit so of, of love or th- whatever. I didn't understand that at all. That <laughs> was really dumb. Um... Yeah, the final gate and final battle are somehow more exciting and engaging in the book. Like, which is weird, because visually it should be more interesting. But in the book, yeah. I actually found it more compelling. And how, how old is the book? I think it's like 2005 or something. Maybe, okay, maybe so, 2010, so, I don't know. Well, then a lot of the like references that were in the movie aren't in the book. Yeah. Um, also, you know how Peg just gives... Uh, Wade, his, um, that token that saves him in the end, like, the extra life. Yeah, in as, the, in as the, the butler. Yeah, in the book, he, that character doesn't exist. In the book, Wade actually earns it. Like, he plays this game of Pac-Man or something, and he actually, which is so much better than the movie where Peg's like, hey, you might, you might want this at some point. Um, I mean, some of this does seem like it would be hard to convert to a movie. It has a really sweet ending, much better than Tuesdays and Thursdays. Where well, how does it end? It ends where he like he meets Artemis for the first time. He's like, and for the first time, like in many years, I don't, I didn't feel the urge to log back into the Oasis. And it's like, oh, it's so sweet. You don't, you wouldn't even get it. Um, and lastly, yeah, the weakest parts I think are there are parts just like the movie where people just list pop culture stuff for like no particular reason. Like there are parts where there is a reason, but it just gets kind of annoying or repetitive. And also. Wade knows way more about pulp, pulp culture, pulp. pop culture than anyone possibly could. Like, 
he's seen so many he says so many times in the book like i've seen this movie like 40 times i have every line memorized but then he's also like listened to every song ever written and knows the albums and their release year he's watched every tv show possible like dozens of times through read all the books played every video game multiple times it's like but unlike you and i he doesn't have a life <laughs> but he yeah but i think even if you added up like all the hours you can be alive for what like uh i think he's like 18 in the book or something or 20 um I don't think there'd be enough hours to do all the stuff he does. Anyway, it's a really good book, if not slightly more depressing than the film, but I, I think it's better than the film. So then, you watched Three Billboards, and my goodness, it's is great. it good. It's, it's so awesome. Good. It's all the characters, Woody. Woody has such an emotional moment, which I was not expecting. Yeah. Like, it has slimy, um, screamer guy from X-Men. Uh, Banshee? Banshee, yeah. Banshee, yeah. And uh, an exploding car with money in uh, we're expanding operations, Barry. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I like him in that as well. He's pretty good. Yeah, no, right. he's a great actor. And uh, Mr. Peter Mr. Dinklage. Wright. Peter Dinklage is in it. Mr. Wright is probably the best part, but also what's her name? The the main, main the main mom. Um, <laughs> she's pretty like she she's a really good actress, right? Yeah, I'm but sorry she's a, that we don't remember anyone's name. But she's name. a she's kind of a dick too. To Francis Francis McDormand, yeah. But no, it's a very interesting character in, in, in that way. And <laughs> Hold on, we just panned on to Dashiell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very... It's one of my... F- yeah, I, I give it, it a 10 out of 10. I watched it on the on the plane on my way to hashtag holidays, right? But, um... <laughs> hashtag holidays. <laughs> he just looked at me and smiled scarily. <laughs> I'm scared. Holiday. <laughs> so yeah, overall, just really good. I've got a few more that I need to write down. Ooh, absolutely. Um... I played a game called Crawl over the over the summer. Yeah, it's uh it's for the Nintendo Switch. It's pretty fun. It's got great music, but it gets a bit repetitive. That's uh, pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> then I played some more of that Super Mario Odyssey with my cousin because whenever I guess if you listen to the podcast, you'll notice a pattern. Whenever I go on vacation, I meet my cousin and <laughs> you go and hit that Super Mario. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, he has a Nintendo Switch, so we played that. And I played the same levels again that I played last time, but I still had so much fun with it. It's just such a <laughs> but it's not so many difficulties with it. <laughs> <laughs> still really bad at it. No, it's just such a very it's such a fun fun game. I also played Mario Kart 8 on the Switch with my cousin. Oh, which I do want to say. I dominated, because I am a Mario Kart master. <laughs> he was destroyed. Vindication. Uh, I Again, I am the best at Mario Kart in the entire world. I just want to well, establish that. With a joystick, la- not la- with a... Last time we played, not- I, do, I do believe Waluigi, played by me, won. Uh, I will say, on the Switch, Mario Kart 8, I don't know if this was just a setting my cousin had enabled and just didn't tell me about, but it's way too easy in the sense that y- you can't fall off the levels. Yet, like, Rainbow Road, the whole point of that level is that, like, you, it's so hard because you can fall off the edges, but in Mario Kart 8, or at least maybe if my cousin had something enabled, you can't fall off the edges, which like, just defeats like the whole purpose bowling with the rails. Yeah. You don't want the bumpers. Life doesn't give you bumpers. You know where that's from? That's my heart that's, from boyhood. Ah, oh, I was gonna say, that's Fat Amy's boyfriend, but, you know... <laughs> don't bring up that bumper. Uh, and also, finally, I played a little bit of that Lego Avengers on the 3DS for about... How was that? Well, <laughs> for about 10 minutes, then I lost because <laughs> I fell off Rainbow Road. <laughs> I mean, it was it was fun, but, like, I don't want to say, like, I've grown out of it because it, it sounds terrible, but, like... <laughs> I mean, it's But, a- my God, have you seen these guns? <laughs> but, like... <laughs> my routine... <laughs> but that Brooklyn Nine Nine, but uh, you know it's a kids game and it's it's fun. Um, it's fun like it's fun because you're playing through the Avengers movies that I know so well. 
uh, and they're like fun, you know, Iron Man suit ups and Lego kind of stuff. The cutscenes are way too long. You can't skip them, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun thing. But I, I mean, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I, every time I say like, oh, it's a good kid, something I feel bad. You sound like, so demeaning. Why, yeah. does, why would anyone ever want to talk to you? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's a fun thing. Uh, um, before I, you, before you say anything, I've been watching. <laughs> before you blabber, um, I've been shamefully watching Glee. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Put the pot on hold, please. <laughs> Yo, we got we got to take a break here. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> I host this out of order. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. I I'm not I'm not. Are you a Gleek? That's what they call themselves. That's what you are now. <laughs> That's your position now. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> yeah. So I like the songs there, and it's. I really don't have anything else to say. I'm, no, I I'm, bet you don't. <laughs> I'm really ashamed of myself. <laughs> Look, I'm sure it's fine. Um, Michael Scott likes Glee. That's Steve Carell in the office. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is his lack of reaction because he hates me or because he doesn't know? Both. <laughs> I hate you for unrelated reasons. I yeah. know, I'm sure it's... I, we watched one episode of Music Class that one time. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, good on, good on you. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know what you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been watching that that Office as usual on oh, forever. Uh, but I will say, when I go to America, they have uh, the Office on Netflix, whereas here they only have it on HBO Nordic. Oh, <laughs> well, our life is so hard, <laughs> dude. I'm sorry, man. Um, but in America, I realize on Netflix they have the Office with. <laughs> That's it. They have the <laughs> Office. <laughs> they have um, like extra scenes in it that I don't have because I've seen it so many times through that like I know the episodes and like what happens so. Like, in different episodes, there are scenes that I do not, that, like, aren't on the Danish version for some reason. And they're not, like, big scenes that are that consequential, but just, like, little stuff in the finale. Helm's marriage and... <laughs> like, little stuff. There's a part where Jim, I've all seen this picture of Jim with, like, a gravestone, like, hat or, like, thing on his head from season three. I was like... You call it Jimstone or a tombstone. <laughs> a, tu- a tuna stone. <laughs> but, and then I never knew the, where that was from, so when I was rewatching, I was like, oh, that's where it's from. It's from this little, like, cold open that wasn't in the Danish version for some reason. And, like, Beach Day, there are a few extra things. There's a moment where Karen tries Italian on the phone, which is, or, like, an Italian accent to mock tuna, which is really fun. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Who would dare mock tuna? <laughs> so I just don't know why they removed that from HBO Nordic, but, uh, it's just little stuff, but now I've now I've seen it all. Uh, and also deleted scenes on YouTube. There's, I can actually, I think I have it here. Yeah, for season three alone. Oh, six hours. There's a six hour video of just deleted scenes, which is basically just, it's like not bad. It's just like stuff that they couldn't put in because of time. So it's basically just like watching new office stuff, which is just amazing for someone like me, a huge fan. Ah. So then you watched, um... I haven't, I've only watched two of the episodes in the second season of six. Why not, why not six of them? <laughs> <laughs> They're full of jokes, bitch. <laughs> like, the first season of six is pretty good. It's about, like, like the whole first season is about them trying to save, like, their commanding officer, right? And, and, and that is your boy, Walton Goggins, right? Ah, uh, yes! I and, do remember this, I think. And then, um, it ends, like, this first season ends with him just getting shot by some civilian and now the second season picks up and they're out to find who who did it maybe i'll check that out it's it's not the best show on oh, you could do better <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of soldiers kind of 
13 hours. Uh, I will be honest, I felt a little bad watching it because it's a very serious movie and I kept thinking about office references. <laughs> you kept thinking, Tuna! <laughs> There's like, in the very first scene, Tuna as it puts his ring in like a pack of Altoids or something. And in the office is a prank where Tuna, why do you call it? Jim has Altoids. <laughs> um, Roy is in it. Roy is just one of the guys. Roy is a character from the office who Jim- See the guy with the beard? Yeah. Who dies? Well, they're all, they all have beards. <laughs> Um, like the, his, his close friend? No, 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 no. But, um, yeah, no. And the banker from the office is, uh, their, like, snivelly commanding officer guy. Who's, he's, like, kind of good al- in the end. He's also, um, your boy from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a lot I of really stuff. like him. They mention, like, the annex, which is a part of the office. They say threat level something. And all I can think of was threat level midnight. So I'm sorry. I know this is a very serious real-life movie. And that's why I felt bad about thinking all the office, all these office references. However... <laughs> It's pretty good. It has some kind of emotional moments, even if it does have those Michael Bay cliches. Um, it's based on a true story, so he couldn't... It's surprisingly restrained for, Mike, for Michael Bay. There's no, like, there isn't a lot of dumb humor or, like, really over-the-top, you know. It feels more just, mature, because I just watched Transformers, so it was definitely more <laughs> sounds sad. restrained from Michael Bay. Transformers, man. Um, some super brutal violence in it. People, at one point, people get, like, cut in half by bullets. That was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a good film. It's not amazing or anything, but, um, and Krasinski's great. The whole cast is pretty great. Uh, I think the McDonald's scene is the only one where it's kind of got the closest to that Michael Bay dumb humor kind of stuff where like he calls his wife and she's at a mcdonald's drive through <laughs> and there is some over-the-top stuff like how you see the photo of one of the guys and his kids like falling next to his body after an explosion or something yeah yeah I, but yeah. overall i think it's it's pretty good and also random note at one point someone calls krasinski captain america and maybe that's a reference to the fact that krasinski almost was captain america uh you watch some football <laughs> yeah i just watched the the world cup Oh yeah, that was a that was a thing that happened. Yeah, did you, did you watch the? Final? I watched the final, yeah, which was not as exciting as uh, that one where Brazil lost to Germany. Oh yeah, that Se- was like seven the, one. the one time I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna sit down and watch football, and it was like the most exciting game of football that ever has happened ever. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna go out on a high note. That's the only <laughs> one I'll ever watch. Yeah, it was a good final though. I have to say, like, someone did a Fortnite dance. Yeah, that's that's true. Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, that was a a goal rich game. Very well put. <laughs> <laughs> you are a star. Uh, sorry to bother you. I'm it's not okay. Gonna, I'm not gonna. S- <laughs> Pretty dabs. Harlem <laughs> is mine. Despite what you may have heard, Harlem <laughs> is in fact mine. Um, I'm not gonna say a lot about this because I don't want to spoil it for you. Because I just want you to watch it. Because you just have to experience this. Like, oh yeah, was it this thing you texted me about? Where like yeah. you have to watch this. Hey, I don't often text Freddy, yeah. so you know this is a good. This movie. is a rare occasion. <laughs> um, it's just. One of the most creative, unpredictable films I've seen in a while. It's just, yeah, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. It takes so many twists and turns that, like, you have no idea where it's going. Like, the ending of this film, uh, it's so... Can I have a spice of what happens? I don't even want to give a spice, because it's so... But, it's be- it's uh, the best that you don't know it. Army Hammer's fantastic. Uh, what's who is his- Army Hammer again? He's... Why not the Battalion... Uh, wrench. <laughs> oh wait, where have I seen him? Bunch of stuff, but he's he's not the main guy. The main guy is Lakeith Stanfield. What's his name? Hey, he's the guy from Get Out. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. He's in it. Tessa Thompson's fantastic. Now everyone's amazing in it. It it's so interesting. It just leaves you like thinking about it for days on end. Um. Okay, is it a comedy action? It, it's a comedy drama. It's kind of it's it's a comedy. 
I didn't think it, the one thing I would say I didn't like about it was I didn't find it particularly funny. <laughs> <laughs> it failed on every level. <laughs> no, um, it like everything else about it I thought was, but especially it got there were some very funny moments, but especially at the start, the jokes kind of like ah, okay, uh, but it's like it's so not like a traditional comedy. Like it's not like it's not like a tag. <laughs> it's so that's not traditional. It's so different. Um, it's tag traditional. It's so interesting. (laughs) And also, Terry's in it. Cruise? Yeah. Scary Terry. (gasps) No, amazing movie. Uh, House. You've been watching House for some reason. (laughs) Glee and now House? (laughs) What's up with you? Um, I I haven't actually followed the show. I've just seen, like, on on YouTube, like, different, uh, different scenes from it, like, different diseases and stuff. I just thought it was pretty interesting. And I really like uh, Hugh Laurie, who's like such a soothing voice. Okay, it's like wow. velvet. This is getting weird. Yeah, it's just it's pretty good. I haven't seen the actual show, but the scenes I've seen, I like. Yeah, no, uh, I've heard it's a, I've heard, but it, middling things. It's got like twelve seasons or something. Jesus, okay. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, I watched a Quiet Place. Oh, how is that? I was on. I, you can tell I was on a bit of a Krasinski binge, <laughs> as I do every day. <laughs> Um, it was really, really good. It's a routine. <laughs> it's a, it's a great premise with a great execution. Cause like everyone talks about the premise in this, but I think it was, it was also pulled off really, really well. Um, it's, it's very, very tense. Blunt and Krasinski are great. Uh, and it is a fantastic is she premise. Is sharp? <sighs> 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 uh, it's very interesting. The monsters themselves, or the aliens, I guess, are... They're terrifying. They're, it's a pretty great design, actually, and, like, they look really good special effects-wise for something that had a very, like, small budget. And again, we said spoilers <laughs> for everything. For someone who's as poor as Krasinski. <laughs> we said spoilers for everything. Um, yeah, it it genuinely makes you, like, not want to make any... Like, I was watching, like, my phone notification went off at one point, like, kind of freaked me out, because I was like... <laughs> the whole movie's, like, silent? Pretty much, yeah. Well, there are parts where, like, Krasinski takes his kid to a waterfall, and then he, like, screams, and his kid's like, what are you doing? He's like, they can't hear us, because the waterfall masks it. Um, there are quite a few scenes that would have been more effective without music. Like, there's a scene where they're walking, Krasinski and his son, and they come across this old man who whose wife was killed by these aliens, um, and he's, like, really upset, I guess. And then Krasinski's like, don't... It's the iconic image of, like, Krasinski going, like, shh. And then the old man just, like, screams, and the monster comes. And there's, like, music behind it. Like, there's, like, building horror movie music. And I was like, it'd be so much better if there wasn't, like, just silence in the scene. Oh. Um, that that sounds really scary, actually. It is. It is. Um, and doesn't Krasinski's kid die? Like, yeah, the, don't, first, don't, the, the first one, right? The first scene in the movie is um, Krasinski's, like, baby kid dying because um, he has this, like, little rocket toy. Yeah. Um, the scene Krasinski running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. The, the birth scene is also the tenth, like the most tense. There's a scene where Emily Blunt, it's in all the trailers and posters, where Emily Blunt has to give birth while okay. the monsters are after her. And it's oh, so sh- intense. It's it's incredible. Uh, there are some dumb moments, I will say, though. Um, but Blunt's character is like incredibly badass. <laughs> what? Maybe don't have <laughs> sex for the time being, Krasinski. Well, okay, that's one thing. I feel like I missed something here, because I haven't heard anyone else complain about this, or, like, say this is kind of, like, a dumb logic moment, but spoiler is kind of not really the... We said spoilers for everything, whatever. It's your fault if you get spoiled, it's not mine. <laughs> I'm just so I'm so on edge, because I don't want to spoil stuff, but we said it. Um, so the thing is, is, it opens, the kid dies, right? Yeah. And then it cuts to, like, something like 500 months later, which is, like, a year and a half, right? Or not 500. 500 months. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of months. <laughs> it comes to like... I don't want to say that's almost 100 years. 
<laughs> it's like 500 just, days. Because like Krasinski's withered corpse. <laughs> it's like 500 days later, okay. uh, or something like that. So it's like over a year later, right? Yeah. That's that's how yours work, right? <laughs> and then Emily Blunt is pregnant with Krasinski's child, and I'm just thinking if you know that she could get pregnant, and you could have to. I mean, I know. I know it's about the sweet loving, but, <laughs> but maybe, on. you know, if you're trying to survive and, like, not put your family in danger, maybe just, you just shouldn't, you know, you know? <laughs> Do the dance with no pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hated the daughter in this. One of their children is just very, very irritating and frustrating to watch. She's, like, 11 or 12. Uh, don't spoil, like, the main ending. But... Okay, then I won't. But, yeah, she's, um, she's deaf, and I just found her character very annoying. I guess maybe she was meant to be, but... I don't know, kids can be annoying in general, so maybe that's realistic. Um, the ending is pretty cool. I won't spoil it, but it's it's a pretty cool ending. And I have I I have spoiled this for you, but Krasinski does sacrifice himself in this film to save his kids. Mm. And I showed you the oh, yeah. scene, which is ah, it's it's quite emotional and nice, but it's also a little unintentionally funny because Krasinski just like does this whole like I love you in sign language, whatever, and the monster's about to use kids. He goes, ah, and it's <laughs> It's a little unintentionally hilarious, but hey, overall great film. About time you watched. Oh, it's about time I talked about this. Um, <laughs> it's got your boy Dom. You say Dom Hudson? That's you there. Host not responding. Dom is Dom Nahal Gleason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep during this, <laughs> so I don't really know what happens. I just wanted to say that I fell asleep, but again, Rachel McAdams is, is in it? it. She is, yeah. So, do you know what? You know what it's about? It's about it's it's, it's a bit weird. So, Domin Hall is this like twenty-year-old, very fragile and wimp, not wimpy, but like shy dude, right? <laughs> and then he goes down to a party. Like it's New Year's Eve. You know how you like kiss at New Year's Eve? I do know. Yes. And um. This girl turns to him and then high fives her. <laughs> Classic, we're expanding operations, Barry, right? Of course. And then uh, the next morning, he's like filled with regret. He's like, oh my God. He goes downstairs. His dad's like, son, can I talk to you? This is a really dumb part. He goes, now, and it's his birthday. He's like, now, every time a male member of our family turns 21, they get to know the secret. The men in our family can time travel. <laughs> And then Domino goes back and kisses the girl and gets Rachel Mc... Really? Yeah. I heard this was really good, but it sounds really bad. And then I don't know what happens because I fell asleep. asleep. Yeah. Um, Big. Now, do you know what this is? Um, is it, is it the one with Jack Black? <laughs> no. It is so not the Oh, that's Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's the worst realization ever. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of Gulliver's Travels, 2010. <laughs> I think it's worse that you know what you're thinking <laughs> might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. No, it's a, it's an 80s movie where this kid, this little... Oh, yes. I do know. <laughs> it's with Dwayne, isn't it? <laughs> no, isn't the one where he goes up to, like, an arcade machine? Yeah, so this little kid... It's your boy Hanks? It's your boy Hanks. He's, like, upset yeah. that he's... Too small to go on this roller coaster with this girl he likes. So he goes up to, like, a uh, machine, and he's like, I wish I was big, and then he wakes up, and he's Tom Hanks. <laughs> God does punish someone. <laughs> Why do bad things always happen to good people? <laughs> Why can't the nice guy get the bad girl or whatever it goes? 
<laughs> oh no, the good girl, get the nice guy. Um, no, I don't it's... know, I just want a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun. It's it's a good time. I don't know if there's anything else to say. I will say, it's a, there's some a little bit of weird stuff <laughs> involving um the kid in Hanks's body, especially involving women. Like, there's a little bit of weird... Like, it's a 10-year-old kid, or 11 or whatever. Like, in... It's a, like, 11-year-old kid, and then there's some stuff involving different women that's just kind of weird like and uncomfortable. Like, where women... Well, like, yeah, this woman... Want Hanks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd just say it. Sounds like a terrible romantic comedy where women want Hanks. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, it's good. It's a good fun time. Uh, Jeopardy. I watched that over the summer just with my family. It's like a fun family tradition. You know what Jeopardy is, right? <laughs> yes. Um, won't you be my neighbor? The no. Mr. Rogers documentary. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the Mr. Rogers documentary. It's, um... Mr. Who? Who? <laughs> 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 Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, we've talked about this. Is we're not rabbit? Into it. No, that's Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Mr. Rogers is a kid's show host who used to have the show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I, it's one of my favorite things growing up. It's incredibly, it's an amazing kid show and there's like this land of make, it, yeah, we've talked about it before. Um, <laughs> the documentary about it is just, it's very, I hate describing movies as pure because it sounds very pretentious and. So this was hella clean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a. I don't know. Like, it's such a... I, all the things I can think of to describe this sound really pretentious. Like, saying it's such a beautiful film. But it's mm. really, really heartfelt and funny and sad. And beautiful. <laughs> and pure. <laughs> no, it's it's an incredible... Because he's such a... He was such an amazing person. Now, the only Mr. R for me is Mr. Wright. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> he's amazing, and it was a beautiful film about his life. And oh. I cried. Thank God I get to get interrupted here. <laughs> Hi, boy. Frederick's mom is calling again in the middle of my Rister Rogers discussion. Um, yes, it's the uh, recorded part, you know. So while Freddy's uh, yeah. talking on the phone, I'll just wrap this up. Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor is an amazing film. Uh, yeah, pl- check it out. My mom says, f*** you. <laughs> uh, moving on. Okay, we're going to speed round these. Wait, can you... Um, <laughs> do you have a charger? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> cool, 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 no doubt. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, <laughs> this is devolving into garbage. We're gonna speed round these a bit. I watched Jumanji finally. Welcome to the Jungle, Dwayne. Oh my god, these things are crazy. Oh, it was so good. Um, it is. And by that, I mean, it's pretty good. It's not amazing. Um, it has some really dumb stuff in it, but it's a really fun premise with good execution, great performances from the kids and the real adult ones. I don't like... The, the girl you say looks like my sister. Oh, yeah. The the kid version of, um, what's her name? Karen Gillan's character looks exactly like Freddy's sister. I don't see it at all. I've watched it on a plane, and generally I don't like to do that, because, like, when you watch a movie on a plane, for me, it just becomes, like, a plane movie. Like, I just remember it, like, ah, as a really it's bad It's not experience. a car movie. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes not my room movie. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, you remember just, like, it's... Not a pleasant time, but I made an exception here because I was awake enough to watch it and I was comfortable enough. So I had a good time. Holt's husband is in it. Yeah, as the principal, right? I don't really like Kevin Hart. He's probably the one I don't like as the adult people. No, Dwayne is great. Jack Black is great. Look, I, I really loved. Have you seen like the interview with them afterwards where they like impersonate each other? You should. I'll show you. I'll show you afterwards. It's really good. Okay. Jack Black hits the fattest me. <laughs> Has good message for kids. Like you've only got one life. 
So who apart you from gonna... when you have three. Yeah, apart from when you're Dwayne <laughs> and you'd never die. Um, no, it was just like I have all these notes here. I'm not gonna read all of them. It's a very fun, good time with some funny, funny, good moments. Some classic lines like "That is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry. You just smoldered. Weakness is none." <laughs> <laughs> none. <laughs> I'm such a good Dwayne. Thank you. The one thing that... Okay, yeah, so it's great. I have all these notes, but I'm not going to read them. strength <laughs> my penis? <laughs> um, no, Dwayne oh. is so good. It's fun to see him, Ooh. you know, playing against type. They're fun action set pieces. It's just... It's, it's a very fun time. I can see why it was so popular. The one thing I do note here is that on the, for some reason, this is so weird to me, on the plane, and I didn't think they did this anymore, where they, like, edit it down, they cut out, like, re- like sex scenes and that kind of stuff on plane movies. I didn't think they did this anymore, but here, they cut one line out in particular, and I was so, so confused, because I was like, <laughs> where is that line? They cut out Jack Black saying, oh my god, these things are crazy. Really? Actually, they did that in, like, the movies I was watching as well, so you just... <laughs> He just kisses, like, the Jonas brother, and then he, he gets up and then just cuts. And I was like, wait a minute, there was supposed to be something there. Uh, um, you watched Edge of Tomorrow. Oh my god, it's so that. good. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my cruise at the end of the film. It's my hands. <laughs> it's really, really good. Like, Yeah, it's fantastic. Great action, great story, it's super fun. Good, yeah, good just, time. Just really good. Is I mean, that... Did that... When did, um... Groundhog Day come out. Groundhog Day came out like in 1985 or something. Okay, like so that. that was like the first where like for- starting the day over. Yeah. yeah, but now we've gotten to Happy Death Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been watching Game of Thrones, been catching up. It's oh, me too. Still season five. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Kong Skull Island. I'm not gonna read any of these notes. Uh, it's the definition of like a big dumb spectacle to me because like it's really it has some spectacular effects and fun moments and action scenes and that kind of stuff and like. Um, muse and it's very well. They're not very well. It's interestingly directed. Like it, something's always happening. It's very hard to get bored and uh, bored in it. I would say, but like character-wise, plot-wise, it's really bad. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a it's a big spectacle, and it's it's well shot and well edited. Um, but yeah, I, I think you should check it out. It's it's pretty fun. Um, but it's nothing amazing. Mission Impossible Five. I rewatched very. Very oh, yeah. great. I, me too, actually. And the fourth one. Oh, both so, so good. good. I will say, I forgot about this in Mission Impossible 5. One of my favorite moments is when Cruz gets, like, resurrected after he's drowned, when he's, like, buzzed back with the, what's it called? The defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. And then he's, uh, he's like, completely out of it when he's driving the car, and Peg is just very confused. So, like, <laughs> yeah. remember the part where he jumps over the hood of the car and just falls <laughs> to the ground? It's really great. Um, and then, okay, let's see. We only have... Two more, two more big ones, and then we'll like very just speed around the news. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Mission Impossible Six. Now we both saw this actually. Oh my god, it is so good. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films of the year so far. Definitely. It's my favorite Mission Impossible as well, right? Really, even more than than Defibrillated Cruise. I like that one, but this has to this has to take uh, take first place. I mean, overall, it's just great action. It's very fun. Um, I, I liked Cavill. Cavill's amazing. I'm really spoilers again. I'm really upset that not really upset, but it's I'm kind of upset they killed him because I would love to see more of him. Yeah. Although I did too. like the way in which he died. It was With a great the hook. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great homage to old Mission Impossible, how the villains always die in super like brutal ways, <laughs> um, like John Voight getting mashed into a train or whatever happened in the first one. Uh, yeah. 
the finale, I'd say, was my biggest takeaway from that. The I did not I didn't think the helicopter thing was gonna blow me away as much as it did, but it was just it was really good. incredible. It looks so the stunt the stunts that he does makes a difference that he does them. yeah because it looks so real and so amazing. That finale is one of the best action movie finales I've ever seen. That was absolutely amazing. And I saw a tag. <laughs> that finale in that hospital was riveting. Dude. Um, the references to the other films, which I kind of liked. You know, Ethan on the elevator. Like, and his and, wife comes back. and Yeah, I thought that was okay. By, by the way, just quick personal experience. When I saw the film, they started it, and it was in 3D. And the thing is, and it wasn't supposed to be, and so everyone was very confused. But the thing is, I thought maybe it was meant to look really weird because... That's the problem. The first scene of the film is like a dream sequence where we see that cruise skeleton getting nuked. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, maybe it's supposed to be completely off, but then it, t- it totally wasn't. And so everyone had to like run out. Because I feel like in Denmark, people would have just like sat there and put up with it because pe- Danish people hate interacting with others. They do. But in America, everyone just ran out and was like, give us our fucking money back. <laughs> so they put it on normal. But um, anyway, they used the broken foot take, which I liked. I appreciate that. You could see it yeah. break in the, on the big screen. That was fun. I really loved the Cabell versus Cruise <laughs> love, dynamic. Yeah. And you know the bathroom fight against the... That was incredible. That was so good. It's the so... Cump dude, the was cump, so worth it. The, <laughs> the cump was incredible. I loved that. Um, yeah, it's also becoming a bit of a bit of a meme, the, the whole Henry Cavill re- reloading his arms thing, so I, I put it on Twitter, I was like, before this becomes the next big trend, I just want y'all to remember, we made this into a handshake. <laughs> this is us. Um, but no, the bathroom fight, I feel, was so interesting, seeing the three very distinct, like, fighting techniques go against each other, and mm-hmm. I love how, like, Henry Cavill is just, like, a brick, and Tom Cruise is more, like, trying to be, like, espionage, you know? You prefer to use a scalpel, well, I prefer a hammer. That's a good Angela Bassett. You know how I do. There were quite a few scenes where I really didn't like them initially, and then it turned out that, spoilers, that people had masks on. Yeah. Like the first scene with the, the where the nukes went off or whatever, I was like, oh, they've kind of jumped the shark a bit, haven't they? And then it turns out it was Simon Pegg in a wolf blitzer mask, which <laughs> is kind of That was really good. Uh, yeah, and also with um, Cavill. Wait, wait, Cavill is walking in, we had a deal. Yeah, that well, although that was I thought that was kind of a weak scene because Cavill just like like no normal person ever would like I signed a deal with you because I am the villain of this film like <laughs> no super spy would ever say anything like that. Um, I thought it was amusing how Baldwin gets like a few punches in on Cavill even though a punch to Cavill's chest would like break any man's hand, <laughs> especially Baldwin's. <laughs> but, like like Tom Cruise can barely hold his own against against Cavill and then somehow. Alec Baldwin, who I'm sure is in pretty good shape, but he, like, gets, like, three or so solid punches in before Cavill just stabs him. And I was like, how is that? Like, Cavill should just break his neck instantly. Dude, like, that's, I that would so, be a fight. I really love Cavill now. I didn't, like, I don't really... He's okay in Superman, right? He's a good Superman, but Superman yeah. as a whole, I don't really like. But both in real life and in this, it's just... He's, he's great. So yeah. good. No, I love Cavill. Part of the job. <laughs> it's by Cavill. <laughs> what do you think of the stash? Oh, the stash was so good as well. The stash was pretty... It was worth it. There was no Renner in this. <laughs> I, I found it interesting also oh, how... Oh, like that. I was like, why would there be a Renner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found it interesting how 2018, Renner sat out his two biggest franchises, Avengers and Mission Impossible, but he did appear in Tag. <laughs> it's like, a lot about Renner. Yeah, it's a lot about us that we went to see all three. Um, my favorite line in the film was when... K- 
the Cruz is like, well, we better hope that they've never met each other because we don't have any masks. And Cavill's like, hope is not a strategy, which is so accurate to all the Mission Impossible films because they're always like, oh, let's just hope that this works out and it'll all be good. And it's like, like they did Cavill the exact same. debunks the entire universe. <laughs> they did the exact same thing in four where they're like, we don't have any masks. Fingers crossed that they don't know what they look like. They acknowledge a lot of the tropes, which I like. Did you like the, um, what was it? Like the widow, she, what was she called? Like the one who sets up the meeting? With the plutonium? The blonde woman? Yeah. Uh, eh, I thought she was okay. I enjoyed how Cruz, much like in The Mummy, gets another, like, incredibly uncomfortable face-sucking kiss in this. <laughs> where they, I feel like, yeah, Cruz doesn't get any, like, romantic kiss moments anymore. He just gets, like, weird, gross, like, intentionally. Yeah. I really didn't like the opening scene, although that was really dumb, how they lose the plutonium. Like, these super spies have been doing this for 20-plus years, and they kind of just, like... Like, he gets Luther back and they have a little time for some banter. It's like, get the- obviously go back to the plutonium, you idiots. <laughs> At one point, Luther goes, my man, which I just reminded me of Momoa, and that just made me smile. Um, <laughs> no crashing into truck. Uh, that, from the first trailer. Oh, yeah, what was- Which is really weird. They just- that's a complete lie, which is just strange to me, but- Yeah. Oh, well. By the way, this blows my mind. Tom Cruise is nearly 60 years old, and he's still doing this stuff. What, is he 56 now? Yeah, which is crazy. Like- Yeah. Well, he's, he's gonna go on to. He's like, older than my dad, and <laughs> my, my dad could never hang off a helicopter. But yeah, like, isn't that insane that he's still doing this like oh, these yeah. crazy and, like, stunts and he's like almost sixty? They've got what like two more scheduled? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like people are there was a whole thing about Idris Elba might be Bond this week, and people were like, well, he might be a bit old, like he'd be like around you know forty five or something. It's like if Tom Cruise can do this when he's fifty six, Idris Elba can surely do this. There's a bunch of other stuff. I do, in the finale, I do like Ethan's one-liners, where, where it's devolved from, like, he does, like, puns. Like, in the first one, he's like, red light, green light, and this one, he's just like, you prick. And then he just crashes the helicopter into him, I like that. Um, no, and Ethan also casually just murders some guys in those helicopters by throwing them out the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, great, it's amazing. Do you say Cavill face burn given away in trailer? Oh, was yeah. It? Um, yeah, in the third trailer, I thought this was weird, where, when I watched it, I was, I paused it, and I was like, huh, oh, that looks kind of like... His face is burned off, and then I paused and I was like, oh yeah, his, they totally just gave that away, that his face, so I knew that his face was going to get totally messed up in the end. Um, Infinity War, moving on. I watched it two more times once it came out on iTunes. Um, just, yeah, it's fantastic. And I also, there are deleted scenes, there's a director's roundtable, which is very, very uh, fascinating. What is, what is director's roundtable? It's like a bunch of different MCU directors talking about, you know, how they make the films and what they ah. put into it. It's, it's really, really interesting. The commentary, um, uh... Also, it helped me show that, like, I already kind of knew this, but the directors are very clearly fans of, like, the MCU movies, which is why I'm really confident that Avengers 4 will be satisfying. Um, also, Who's doing Avengers 4? The same directors. Okay. Also, I love in the commentary, there's a subtle Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. diss in there, where, <laughs> you know, at one point, the big um, Thanos henchman, what's his, one of the Black Order gets his hand cut off yeah. by Wong, and then one of the directors jokingly is like the biggest question people want to know about this film what happened to that hand and then one of the others is like well if you tune into agents of shield you'll probably find out <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> suck it brett dalton i haven't watched in a while um uh that's probably for the better yeah no it's 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 really really great now finally <sighs> skyscraper. skyscraper we finally saw the next chapter in the duaneology the duaneology and it was really bad I thought this movie sucked. <laughs> it really was not his best. <laughs> really? I, okay, look. I enjoyed it because of... Dwayne. 
Yeah, because of Dwayne and because of, like, the inside jokes that we have. But, like, yeah. if I saw... Because I was considering seeing this alone over the summer, but I was like, nah. If I had seen it alone, or, like, you know, with my family or whatever, I wouldn't have enjoyed <laughs> it. I only enjoyed it because of the inside jokes that we have about all this. Because the otherwise... Only... Our friendship made it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the only... Like, it's just... It's the most... To me, this film is if you gave a computer... If you put, like, every action movie ever made into a computer, it would spit out this movie as, like, an amalgamation of all of them. It has all the cliches. It's so by the numbers. It's not terrible, but it's just, it's a very nothing movie to me. It would, it's the most generic action film I think I can imagine. Yeah, and the, the whole thing with his leg, right? That didn't play as much of a role as I was... No. Yeah, it, I thought that was going to be more of a... But it only really comes into play, like, one or two times. I thought that was that could that could have been the one thing that could have made this more you know stand out. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. A few I've I've jotted down a few notes here. Uh, some moments. <laughs> I'm right behind you. <laughs> the the ending is really dumb. Where he gets this um, you know he. They're in the hall of mirrors. Yeah, this random hall of mirrors, and then the bad guy has his daughter in a very like similar hostage situation at the start of the film. If you haven't seen this, by the way, this must be so confusing. Sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, skip ahead because we're I can't be bothered to explain this story. But anyway, at the end. He's approaching the bad guy, and he's like, I have to tell you one thing. I'm right behind you. But the thing is, wouldn't the bad guy hear Dwayne right behind him? Because he only sees him in front of him, but wouldn't he hear his voice? Oh, that is a good point. Because they don't establish that like, the room has surround sound or something, right? Maybe I missed that, but that seemed like a very glaring flaw to that ending. Um, also, there's a hilarious, big, dramatic moment where like the music builds up, and it pans onto Dwayne's face, like he's going to say something cool, and he just goes, oh, maybe. Maybe, and then he just keeps talking normally. It's like, what was that all for? And then two seconds later, he actually does get a big, dramatic moment where he's like, do you have any duct tape? <laughs> Dwayne... Oh, Dwayne has some weird duct tape fetish. <laughs> Dwayne heals a major wound with duct tape, which it is just... It didn't hit any major organs? I feel like that's the new, it didn't hit any major organs, the fact that you can just heal... He's like, if you got enough duct tape... And it just kind of quietly rolls it up. Dwayne you can't on- fix it with duct tape. You're not using enough duct tape. <laughs> There's a Dwayne on moped, which was just kind of hilarious. That was very good. Dwayne's like massive body on this tiny little moped. It was it was adorable. Um, Dwayne isn't arrested at the end for, somehow, even though he broke so many laws. <laughs> it rips off everything. Kid with asthma. Plan looks like it's gonna go. It's gone wrong, but then it's right. Mission Impossible Four, Die Hard. Even the villain death was exact. I mean, I guess maybe it was intentionally an homage, but it was. It's the classic Die Hard villain death. Um, action's okay. Dumb moments. The Hall of Mirrors is, as you write here, BHL, <laughs> pretty interesting. Uh, the the worst thing. Um, the wife saves the day in the end because she turns on. By the way, I really like the wife in this. I thought she was one of the better parts. She was like. Because she was also a soldier, I believe they said, or something like that. Yeah, no, um, I really liked her. But the way the day is saved is because Dwayne, at the start, it's like she was like, fix my phone, please. And he's like, have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> she was like, oh, I should have tried that. And in the end, she's like, what if I turned the building on, on and, and off, off again? again? <laughs> and then Dwayne falls out of the building. <laughs> so that was really dumb. Daddy Loves Who happened? A lot. <laughs> he said it and at he, least. He starts rapping it. <laughs> Daddy Loves Who. Daddy Loves Who. Yeah. Uh, the kids he, disown him. <laughs> <laughs> the kids tell him he's adopted. Dwayne holds a big thing. I don't know why I wrote that as a note. <laughs> Dwayne's face when he's holding the bridge. <laughs> Building jump is fine. His friend is the villain. It's incredible. I mean, it's only in the very start, but it's uh, incredibly obvious. I really hate that guy. He's, he's in got 13 t- hours. Is he? Yeah. Is he the tall guy? Yeah. He's g- The thing is, though, they cast, like, the man... No offense to this guy. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But he they cast a man with the most punchable villain face in yeah. all of Hollywood. Um, it's it's not on the rampage level, I'd say. It's not as... Because, okay, I want to establish something here. 
Rampage is not a good film. It's really <laughs> It is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is an art form. It's really, really bad. But it's fun. Like it's fun because of the inside jokes yeah. and also because like it's so stupid that it's fun to like ironically. Yeah, yeah. But this is just like I had fun with it because, you know, we saw it and we were whispering dumb stuff to each other. Unrelated to the movie. <laughs> For the record, when we're in movies, we don't like ruin the movie and like talk loudly and stuff. <laughs> Get out a megaphone. We we just whisper occasionally, and usually it's very empty because we see these movies way too late. Anyway, um, or they're just really bad movies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not as fun or funny as Rampage. Uh, there's some bad green screen in it. Most of the visual effects were okay, but there was some moments of really bad green screen. There are look, I didn't hate it. Okay, there are some fun moments. I think it's fine overall. I just think it's very lazily written. But I loved Dwayne. As I write here, Dwayne saves it. Dwayne does. Dwayne is so charismatic and fun to watch. Yeah, I I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, it's also not his usual character. Um, but still un. Oh, it's still unlikable. (laughs) But he's still like unkill. Like the Weekly Planet, we're like, yeah, I feel like he's more vulnerable in this. He's like, no, he's not. He patches up a deadly wound with duct tape. With duct tape. Oh, and he puts. He does a little Mission Impossible, goes out with duct tape instead of those gloves. It wasn't as good as Mission Impossible. I will say, I want to put my my foot down right now. I am sick of people in movies being able to fight Dwayne Johnson who are not Dwayne Johnson-sized. Because, okay, Statham, and like, I know if you know martial arts, you have an advantage or whatever, but when Jason Statham takes a punch from Dwayne Johnson in the head in like Fast and Furious or whatever, he's he's dead. He's he's out. And this one, the punchable villain guy, like... He's pretty buff. He's he's in shape, but he's no Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne hits him in the head. He should just go down forever. I'm sick of fan fiction. You have <laughs> Dwayne. If you get hit by Dwayne, you stay the f down. Okay. I'm, I'm sick of people being able to stand up to Dwayne who are not at only least... I can do that. <laughs> like maybe I don't know who gets Dave Batista or like Momoa. Momoa maybe, but like no one else. <laughs> yeah, the villain isn't very exceptional or anything. Um, you know exactly what's gonna happen in each scene, there are no surprises. As a movie, it's probably better than Rampage, uh, although it's hard to compare because they're very different genres, but I would a billion percent rather watch Rampage again over this. I mean, it depends on how you're judging films, and obviously we have a bias for Rampage because we had all that build-up to it, but I don't know, I had build-up for this too, and it was like, it was underwhelming. It was, it wasn't... (laughs) As good, or even yeah. as like as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Like it was just kind Which of in the very meh movie. Yeah. Um, so look, I had fun with it. I thought it was okay, uh, but I didn't think it was. I definitely don't think you have to watch this unless you're like with friends, then maybe it'll be fun. But otherwise, yeah. Lastly, I just wanted to say, and this is a very small thing, but the Weekly Planet did another episode on Harry Potter, and I know we talk about the Weekly Planet a lot here because it's like my favorite thing ever. But um, their first episode on the first two Harry Potter films is one of my favorites. I've listened to it multiple times. And so this one, they did three and four. And I just want to say, it's one of the funniest episodes I've ever listened. It's, it's so good. Like, I, and also the reason I loved it, especially is because I just come back from America. So I was super jet lagged. So I was just lying awake in bed and I was like, uh, it's, it's the most frustrating feeling, like needing to sleep, but you can't. Mm -hmm. And so I just put it on the you know, the Harry Potter episode, and I was just hysterically laughing, which was... <laughs> and then I laughed so hard, I passed out. <laughs> it was perfect. No, but it was so great. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Weekly Planet. Now, the news, we are just legit going to just, like, say it and then speed on. So, and I'm going to take this out because we don't have time. So, first of all, 
Comic-Con trailers, there was a new trailer for the Titans TV show with mm-hmm. Brenton Thwaites, oh. where Brenton Thwaites comes down. Have you seen this? I have seen this. And he goes, fuck Batman. I'm pretty sure you sent me that. I hope I did. <laughs> you deserve to see that. Uh, it looks absolutely horrible. It looks terrible. Uh, the other trailers, Fantastic Beast 2 trailer. Did you see it? I did, actually. Got more Johnny, which I'm sure you liked. I did like Johnny. Johnny came out at Comic-Con. And it was real. No, he didn't, he didn't come out of the closet. <laughs> he came out in like full Grindelwald costume, and it was awesome. really awkward. What? And, like, That's awesome of Johnny. But people, because everyone hates Johnny, because he's probably not a great guy. Johnny's so, a perfect dude. He <laughs> he doesn't mean that. Everyone who's listening. And so Johnny came out, and like it was clearly supposed to be like the Loki thing, you know, when Tom Hiddleston came out dressed as Loki, and like you know, yelled at people <laughs> for like an hour or something. <laughs> and it was hit random people. <laughs> it was clearly meant to be that, but it. You know, it, it was just kind of weird. Um, no, but the movie itself looks really great. And I will say, even though I'm not a big Johnny fan, the ending of the trailer, where he's like, do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? It's very good. I did like that. Johnny is a, f- a fantastic actor. That is not what I'm saying. And, and, even, <laughs> and an even better person in real life. <laughs> he does not mean that. I'm Godzilla just... 2 looks fine. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> that's like, prove your point. No. Yo, Godzilla 2, that's right. Get debunked, Johnny. <laughs> Godzilla 2 looks pretty cool. Uh, Shazam, and, and have you seen that trailer? Oh my god, it looks so bad. I think it looks kind of fun. It you, looks so cartoony. It looks quite cheap, but I think it looks like a fun time. Also, he does the Fortnite dance, which I'm assuming... I, I think it's a Fortnite dance, right? The one where he's like... the What's it called? The floss? I'm here for the... <laughs> I'm here for the youth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Genuine Fortnite dance talk. <laughs> I'm assuming the kids call this one the floss. Do they? I don't know Okay, he does that. There was the mm, the floss. <laughs> There's the Aquaman trailer, which looks much worse than I was expecting, but not not terrible though. There was the glass trailer, which uh, looks okay, pretty good, and Iron Fist season two trailer, which looks I pretty good. Seen that either. The Oscars added popular movie category. You see this? I did not. So it's a new. They made a bunch of changes, but uh, the biggest one was they're adding a popular movie category. So is that like? I'm guessing. So here, I just wrote down some. So I, people don't really know what it is. Is it the ones that make the most money? Is it the ones that people like the most? People are just assuming they made it because Black Panther is going to win it. Because people are like, you should nominate Black Panther for Best Picture, and so this is kind of like a way out. Um, so I'm guessing the nominees this year will be Infinity War. Mission Impossible 6, Black Panther, maybe Incredibles 2, A Quiet Place probably, maybe Sorry to Bother You, and definitely Rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put out a- Rampage, I feel like we've totally boosted Rampage. Oh, popularity. absolutely. <laughs> it would be nowhere without us. I put out on Twitter, like, if Rampage doesn't win the popular movie category and bo- boycotting the Oscars, and some people took me seriously, because I guess people don't listen to this podcast, so that was unfortunate. <laughs> and then now my Twitter's banned. <laughs> and now finally or um, penultimately, the Venom trailer. Do you see this? The third one? I I think so, yes. Uh, where he goes, I'm gonna bite off your legs and arms, then you'll roll down the street like a turd in the wind. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see Which this. is the worst I've thing. De- I've definitely ha- seen... Have you ever heard that expression? <laughs> like a turd in the wind. It's so Does weird. Did you say this in the Venom voice? Oh, you have no idea. Let me show you this. It's so bad. Maybe I, I might have seen it. I like that. 
look, I, lo- I think the design looks great. The Venom suit looks great. Mm-hmm. But the movie looks, I think, looks really, really bad. I, it'll be disappointing, I think. It <laughs> like lo- a turd in the wind. It looks like it could be potentially the next Mummy, where it's trying to launch this new cinematic universe, and it's just going to flop. And they're making it PG-13 instead of R. I don't know. It looks, I think Hardy, it looks really you're bad. you're just a bad guy. <laughs> Tom Hardy's accent also in it. I don't really know what he's going for, but that'll probably be better in the movie itself. Why would itself. we do that? <laughs> the final fight looks just like a CGI mess. I don't know. Hopefully, I hope to be surprised. Uh, so now, finally, for the news, we're going to talk about the probably the biggest news from over this summer in like terms of comic book movie stuff, which is the the whole James Gunn situation. Now, you you haven't you don't know what like happened. Or, I don't think so. You might have told me in passing, but I'm not sure. I think I mentioned it to you, but basically. Uh, the actual situation, and the thing is, I've wanted to, I considered making a video on this because it was such a big, like, controversial topic, and it still is, but I feel like, I, I feel like it lends itself more to this kind of conversation kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but basically what happened is, uh, first of all, it's a very, like, controversial and divisive situation. James Gunn is very active on Twitter, and he's very anti-Trump on Twitter. James Gunn, is he the director oh, of... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you expect me to know this kind of thing. <laughs> I forget you know nothing about movies. Uh, James Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians okay. of the Galaxy 2. Oh, I think I, I think I heard something about this. Wrote them, and um, he was going to do Guardians 3 as well. Um, so on Twitter, he's very, very anti-Trump. And then to, like, get back at him to try to, like... Because he's so, you know, anti anti Trump. Some yeah. uh, this alt right guy who is like a terrible person. And I'm not just saying that because of the situation. Like he has said some horrible, horrible things. Uh, mm-hmm. Like worse than what James Gunn said. Um, and this guy is also anti Trump. Or no, no, he's anti Gunn. Yeah, he's anti Gunn. He's <laughs> he's very for Trump. Um, and so he dug up these old tweets from James Gunn that were very very, like, offensive jokes about pedophilia and rape and that kind of thing um, that Gunn made about 10 years ago. Um, And he actually, when he, I think around the time the first Guardians film came out, he actually talked about it and he apologized for it. Um, And then uh, Gunn issued an apology and, like, an explanation for the situation. And then Disney fired him from Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then that was, I think that was, like, July, like, middle of July. And now it's, like, almost the end of August. And people are still talking about how, like, there's just been such a huge backlash against it. Um, and now the guard, the all the Guardians cast released a big statement saying they support him. They hope he's brought back. Dave Bautista in particular has been very, very active on Twitter saying, mm-hmm. like, Disney is enabling fascists. And uh, if they don't use James Gunn's script, he's just leaving the franchise entirely. Um, and then the latest development basically has been it was Disney who made the choice to because f- they own Marvel. Yeah. It was, they made the choice to fire James Gunn, and it was kind of like... And for the record, this is, I mean, partly factual, like, this happened, but also this part is, like, somewhat rumored, so take this with maybe a grain of salt, but what people are saying is that Disney were the ones, like, they made a snap decision, like, we should fire him for, like, a PR. So, like, me- meaning that they made the old right guy, like, make like did they make him dig up the tweets or no 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 no. he he did it on his own and then they like they didn't want to but they saw like oh we don't want to have this like pr nightmare okay and then they just we don't want to deal with this so like we should do it you know look like we don't want to have any part in this and then there was a really big backlash and uh kevin feige the head of marvel is apparently not happy about it obviously the you know a lot of fans and the guardians cast are not happy about it but disney doesn't want to like because if they rehire him, which, like, hashtag rehire James Gunn has been, like, trending for 
for, I'm not trying to yeah, like then there's big thing. no backbone. Yeah, well then they think yeah, I mean I imagine and this is also what I imagine then Disney just looks like if the like fans like are passionate enough about something then they'll have to do it like yeah, they'll have yeah. to cave in. So, I understand it from that perspective, I guess, but that's just like kind of I mean, we'll get more into the personal personal aspect of it after what we think, but um basically what's happening is people are saying that they're going to keep the script for Guardians 3 that he wrote and they might want to bring him back for another MCU film. But not Guardians 3. Yeah, because they realized they kind of messed up. And now, like, yeah, other okay. studios are very, very actively trying to get James Gunn because he's a great filmmaker and great writer. What <coughs> other stuff has he done apart from Guardians? Uh, he did a movie, Slither, uh, which is, like, a horror movie, I think. I haven't <laughs> seen it. And he did this, like, really... I haven't, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the full thing. It's this movie called Super, with actually uh, Dwight from The Office as the okay. main guy. Uh, and, um, I believe El, Ellie, what's her name? Um, the girl from X-Men and Juno, Ellen Page, uh, her, <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's like about Rain Wilson. He's like a demented Dwight. He's like a demented <laughs> superhero who like hits people in the head with a, a crowbar or Dwight. something. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, um, apparently it's super messed up. I've only seen a few scenes from it, but anyway, um, so my, my thoughts on the situation and you can, you know, comment with because you're just hearing about this now, so whatever yeah. whatever you think of it. But I don't think... I definitely don't think they should have fired him. And I think they should have brought him back. And I'm not saying, like, they can't... Like, they're totally in their right to fire him. Like, any employee of a company, you can you can fire them. You yeah. Know? Um, but I just think it was, a, it was a poor decision because... I mean, A, like Dave Bautista said, it's kind of, like, showing... It's kind of funny how they don't want to show, like, off the fanboys say enough, then we'll, we'll cave into them. But then also this alt-right guy digs this up and like all right we'll you know yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll cave to that um and it's also i think it's a shame because just for the mcu he's he he's much more a part of these movies than like a lot of the directors are like he seems like he's part of like the you know the family quote-unquote of like the cast like he's always in yeah. the pictures with them and stuff like you don't see i don't know whedon <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know like some mcu directors i feel like they've gotten that more and more now but he, he was like the first one that i remember where like he seems like he's, he's part of the cast, really. Uh, he's like a character in the films behind the camera. Um, and also, I think it's kind of funny that... Well, the thing is, he, he already... The main point is, people. some people call him, like, and this is stupid, this isn't a lot of people, but some people are, like, saying he's an actual pedophile, which is ridiculous. He made yeah, it's just jokes. getting out of hand now. Yeah, it's... There were jokes. There's no evidence that he's an actual pedophile. And the fact that he already apologized. That's what blows my mind. Yeah, Disney already knew about this when they hired him. Yeah. And so now they, some guy digs it up again. Yeah, it seems like they just they didn't want to deal with like this kind of PR thing, which ironically is now like spiraled into something much worse for them because everyone's like you totally shouldn't have done that. Not everyone. I will there are some people who think they should have. You know, it's a, it's a very big um debate. But yeah, the thing is he's it was 10 years ago and they were jokes. And that's really the main thing for me is that I firmly believe that like people can change and evolve especially over 10 years and especially from a bad sense of humor like if you murder someone or do something terrible then yeah 10 years is may not you know, be enough yeah ch change it's not like a black and white situation change does vary from the thing and when it's just a shitty sense of humor i think you can definitely change from that and grow from that and realize no, hey definitely. that's not that's not funny um and the thing is yeah the guardians films and a lot of the mcu movies are about redemption and like starting over and getting a second chance like from doing bad stuff like and also people brought up uh robert downey jr there's a that, that was a whole big thing where do you know the story about robert downey jr about his like uh drug problems and stuff yeah like in the 90s he he 
you know, went to jail for all these yeah. these things. And people, it's really stupid. I saw some comments in, like, tweets saying that kind of thing or, you know, Instagram posts where it's like, are you trying, how dare you say that, but Robert, you're trying to get Robert Downey Jr. fired too or whatever. It's like, obviously, no. Yeah. The point is being made that they he changed. Like, obviously, exactly. he changed and yeah. he redeemed himself. And, like, that, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s story is, like, one of the most amazing, like, redemption and... Yeah. change stories he's clearly grown past that and so i think i think james gunn definitely can grow past just a dumb sense of humor also just on the mcu films again and i feel like this is not the big point the big point is that like he shouldn't like he should be allowed to ch he has grown and changed but like just on the movie wise like the guardians films the mcu would not be what it is today without the guardians films especially the first one like it shaped the cosmic side and gave us thor ragnarok in a way and yeah i just i think it's a it's a tremendous loss to the MCU. On a, on a more personal side, which I feel like this podcast is kind of a part of, but not, like, not really. But, like, and I, I think you can kind of agree. Like, in the past, I've made a lot of dumb jokes. Like, Well, yeah, that's that's most of your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, like, really, like, you know, I'm sure this isn't true for every teenager, but, like, a lot of teenagers, especially where we are, like, at, at a point, you just think, like, because something is offensive, it's funny, like, inherently. Like, no, the more yeah. offensive it is, the more funny it is. Exactly. Yeah. Not meaning anything bad by it. I, at least, have been in that phase for a bit where it's just, like, just trying to be, you know, edgy and kind of that thing. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I guess that sort of bleeds into the podcast a little bit, but I feel like it's not really... There are a few... I noted down a few things that I've said on the podcast that I feel like wouldn't wouldn't be the best reflection from like a year ago and like I feel like I was kind of in that that mindset of like you know teen wanna be edgy like uh, whatever whatever's kind of like taboo is funny like now now he's gone into goth <laughs> now now I'm way more mature but yeah I'm, obviously like I'm 16 obviously I have so much more to learn and grow and if you want to say that my opinion is invalid because I'm 16 I don't know anything. That's fine. You can believe that. <laughs> I don't agree with you, but... <laughs> I am a genius. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like even in that small time span, like a year or, or so since I was I was in that kind of comedy mindset, I feel like I have already changed a bit and realized, like, hey, that isn't, that isn't funny, and you probably... It's not just funny because it's inherently offensive. And, like, people will say he was 40, he should have known better, and I, having never been 40 myself, I can never... I can't, like, speak to that. But, are you sure <laughs> but um i still think like if you can change especially from a sense of humor you can change over 10 years like no definitely that's a long yeah. to realize that hey trying super because the jokes are just they're not funny but they are clearly jokes they're just like oh, exactly. trying really hard to be offensive and edgy just to be funny and like some people can pull that off like i've seen stand-up comedians do that kind of thing but it's just like when it kind of falls flat then it just seems so much worse and i feel like that's that's what yeah even doing. though like even then, it's still a joke, and it might be like a horrible and dark sense of humor, but still. Uh, on on the podcast, the and these are these are nowhere near like the kind of things James Gunn has said, but like the <laughs> we've I listened back to a few episodes recently, and at one point we referred to James Corden as carpool fuckface, <laughs> and even more uh, recently in the last episode we call Javier Bardem fishface, which like isn't bad i think but and i do it because it was a it's a running joke from the weekly planet that was really funny but i realized like hey maybe that's yeah that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of mean but like in the rampage episode and, the, and these aren't like bad you know james just, gun level things these are just like things these are just that, bad jokes <laughs> yeah these are just things that like i feel like if they were played to like 
my entire family or school, I would be very embarrassed. Like, <laughs> in, the, in the Rampage episode... <laughs> Dwayne gets... <laughs> uh, we could have said, like, George wants Dwayne to get the girl, but instead we phrased it, George wants to see Dwayne get some... <laughs> and it's just like... And look, obviously we're going to keep making kind of immature jokes, and, like, if you're just, like, completely... Like, it'd be boring if we didn't, you know, make kind of... If we weren't edgy, <laughs> you wouldn't like this as much. But yeah, that's the point. My, my point is, bottom line, uh, partly because of personal experience, and again, I'm young and, like, I'm still growing and learning, but partly because of that, I've realized that you can, especially out of a dumb sense of humor and, like, thinking that edgy is super funny, you can grow out of that. And by the way, I'm not saying the podcast was, like... I mean, like, off off the... Like, in school and that kind of stuff, where you you crack those really stupid jokes. And, like, you know, like, some of the stuff that I said a year ago, I, if I... If someone said that to me now, I'd want to punch them in the face. Like, I look back at some of, some of my old text messages and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that is... Why would I say that? That's so not funny. Dwayne gets some... <laughs> takes a random girl. <laughs> That's my ultimate pickup line. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think James Gunn shouldn't have been fired. I hope he you know, has some, I guess, comeback from this because, uh, and it's, again, not because, like, I believe people shouldn't be held accountable or whatever. It's very, I feel like people are treating it very black and white. It's very mm-hmm. much a case-by-case basis where he, it's not like you can say, like, oh, he did a bad thing, he should be fired. You have to look at it specifically. Yeah. When was it? What was said? In what context was it said? What has he said about it? You know, and, like, the thing is, everyone is saying, like, oh, he, he can't change, he hasn't changed. They're all, like, these, you know, people on Twitter. And then the people who are saying he has changed are the people who actually know him in real life. Like, his brother and the cast and, you know, yeah. everyone. So, mm-hmm. I believe he has. I believe you can. Yeah. All evidence points to it. And I just, I think it's it's a really dumb, bad situation. And but I keep getting back to the fact that he already apologized for all this Yeah, stuff. that's... And the thing is, that wasn't, like, a major... It wasn't like, a that's major kind of like a thing, foot, right? A footnote in like every article or like every time, like I don't know, someone talks about it, they're always like at the end, like, oh yeah, and, and he already apologized. Like that, I've, to me, that's a very big thing. Like mm-hmm. it was in 2013 or something where he was like, yeah, I said this a long time ago. I had a different sense of humor then, and it was really stupid and dumb. And like I look at people like uh, Philip DeFranco, for example. He like used to make terrible, like <laughs> offensive, like you know, just trying super hard to be funny by being offensive kind of content, and like. Uh, Shane Dawson, who I don't watch anymore, but I, I used to when I was younger, he, he used to, you know, and he's apologized for that. And, like, all these examples, in sense of humor-wise, I think very specifically, you can change, and here it seems like he has. And I think it's a bad situation, and it was, a, like, I feel like it was a knee-jerk reaction from Disney, and um, I agree pretty much with everything everything uh, Dave Bautista said. So, um, yeah, that's our little, like, information factual part of it and then also a more personal side of it so yeah and i realize some people are coming here from because i I think i'm going to link this on my channel so uh yeah those are those are our thoughts i know it's a very controversial situation but that's just our take yeah we we thought we should talk about it yeah it it was a i've wanted to talk about it for a while so i feel like we finally finally got the chance here all right so moving on now finally and this i think this may be the longest pod ever which oh, I, will be I, good, because it's the last. <laughs> More on that later. Finally, for some announcements. Now, I just want to say, announcements in quote. I mean, it's like bonus things. Over the summer, I've been collecting all of this over the summer, and I definitely missed something. Something has definitely slipped through the cracks here, because I, yeah, a lot of times I was like, all right, I'll put that in the pod later, and then I remembered later on, I was like, oh, what have I forgotten to put in? So I probably <laughs> forgot to put something in, so 
so I'm really sorry about that. It's been a while. So if I forgot your thing uh, and you sent it, feel free to send it again if you didn't get included. You just want those DMs popping. <laughs> so first of all, GC Curtis 14 underscore. Yeah. 14 sent this on Instagram, this beautiful fan art, which includes the poorly planned podcast. Mm-hmm. Our news isn't new. I'm not that invested. Oh, we got Gad Thwaites, Tom Knews, George. Oh, we haven't done the Tom Knews. Ugh, whatever. Mission Impossible 6 counts as the Tom Knews. Krasinsk, Hubert, your boy, boy Bob, Bob, and Cavill. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you very much, G. Your boy Bob. Or G. Curtis, sorry, not G.C. Curtis. We'll get Liam's to G.C. Liam's somewhat insulting video. On the- <laughs> I told you about this. Oh, yeah. Okay, this I love. Uh, Liam sent to the email, bhlsonvids at gmail.com, this video that I really appreciate it, but I also love the vaguely kind of insulting nature of it, where <laughs> it's like, BHL and FDK started as nobodies. <laughs> BHL lacked comedy. FDK lacked, lacked everything, everything else. else. I love it. It's so like okay. Let's just watch this. They started, started out nobodies. nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, I hate it. Oh, why? Welcome to BHL Hudson, and these are Captain America: The Winter Soldier predictions. Even though the channels, they were, they were both, both missing, missing something. something. For BHL, <laughs> it was comedy. For FDK, it was everything else. <laughs> <laughs> then one day, they joined forces and the pod was born. Oh my god, so awkward. So- Oh, Jesus Christ. What was that? I don't know. I, so, I love that. Thank you, Liam. That was, that was- I don't know if he meant it to be kind of insulting. If you didn't, that's fine. Don't worry about it. No, that was great. Thank you. Um, Kieran Bennett sent this picture on Twitter, which is just you on the Who guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Digimon Hansu or something. I, sorry, I mispronounce it every time. So that's great. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Kieran. <laughs> Ivar Snorri. I feel like I always mispronounce that, but he sent, is it just me or does Freddy look like uh, this guy from... It's S- Ivar Snorri. <sighs> sorry. I don't know. <laughs> this guy from Simon and Garfunkel. I'm assuming Garfunkel or Simon. I can't remember. But anyway, it, looks like, it looks like a Garfunkel then. So yeah, this is you on his body. I can see it. Although you are significantly... More handsome. Ah, uh, I was going to say less. <laughs> GC Green uh, sent... GC Green has sent a few things over the summer. Uh, if you don't release the full footage of you singing the Phineas and Ferb theme song, which you teased us with in the first pre-recorded pod, I'm unsubscribing. We heard you start. We know you can finish. Mm-hmm. So I so, feel like that's a challenge. That are, you gonna, are you going to live up to that now? <clears throat> All right. Oh, can I, I, are we GC, not, thank you. Are we not doing this together? I don't know how to sing it. You do. Oh, God damn it! Am I going to have to do this as well? <laughs> you ready? Three, two... One. There's a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me with such a look of absolute hatred. Three, two, one. You he clicked away, GC. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, GC. We can't. We can't do this. Um, it's against our code. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. 
I just I'm power not, to the people. I'm not a, stick it to the man. <laughs> not much of a singing man. Um, then GC also said, um, and this this was a little bit different, but I I genuinely thought this was great. Uh, I just finished making a favorite film montage, and I was wondering if you could check it out. It did take a while, and it took a lot of inspiration from your favorite movie montage, so I thought you'd like it. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, we're gonna get copyrighted. Um, but anyway, that's really, I'll leave a link in the description of that because, you know, clearly a lot of work went into it and it's it's really, really good. So, good job, GC. Also, he sent... <laughs> also, for more GC. <laughs> we should have a segment, GC News. Scrolling through my old videos uh, from last year and found a video from the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert that I went to last February. Had the amazing realization that I've been in the same room as Eddie, Eddie No-No's. <laughs> And then I believe I responded, formerly Eddie the Nose. That's that's probably the most appropriate <laughs> response you could make. So that's, and uh, there was another, oh god. There was another thing about um, folding laundry he sent. Oh, I didn't put that in, I should have. Anyway, GC, thank you for all that. That's great. You should really be on Twitter more often, by the way, so you can respond I think I don't think I have Twitter on my new phone. Really? People at you and all these things, so. Do they? Check it all out. Right, I'll... Uh, the couple's retreat, we'll talk about it next time. I'm, I don't have enough energy. <laughs> but these couple's retreat baby driver videos, I'm really glad people enjoyed them. Really glad they cracked the 100 views. Even though they're an unlisted playlist in 10 parts, yeah. they still made it. I'm very proud. Uh, it was absolutely a nightmare, and I think we may never do a Ben and Fred watch ever again <laughs> because of it. Yeah. But what happened? I don't want to talk about it, but I uploaded at <laughs> least 20 versions yeah. of Couples Retreat Ben and Fred watch. Try One was flipped. One was cropped. One was flipped. Like the screen. Oh, I thought it was like upside down. <laughs> one was literally black and one had Jason Bateman just in the corner of the screen. Like a, just a PNG image of Jason Bateman, hoping that would fool them. It didn't. So anyway, nightmare. I hated it. It's the worst. We may never do it again. Anyway, I'm glad people people enjoyed those. Uh also, yeah, I feel like I'm gonna get really grouchy right now because I'm I'm very tired and sweaty, but as I was But I put up my Avengers 4 predictions video and at the start I very clearly said spoiler alert for Avengers Infinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp and the entire MCU and then uh, like three people commented sorry I shouldn't be this mad I'm tired three people so basically (laughs) BHL is quitting YouTube for a more perhaps joyous path he's taking to origami and he's quite talentless (laughs) I was like three people were like Dude, you can't just burst out with that Ant-Man and the Wasp spoiler yet. I haven't seen it yet. It's like, I didn't. I, I put so much work into that video. And then you just... I'm sorry, BHL. Do you need a massage? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's fine. Whatever, who cares? This other stuff, I don't... I can't... T- I thought I was going to have more time to talk about this. Llamas Eat Fruit America thing on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'll play this now. Llamas Eat Fruit made a thing of me singing Star Spangled Man. Uh for my Q&A. It's great. It's very good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put that now. 8-Bit Ben made uh, a Best of Pod 24 video. I, oh. I'll, I'll show you that. It's it's very good. Okay. Best and Worst Movies on Instagram made this nice little fan art, which I'm afraid is not going to be in this because I lost it somehow. I'm really sorry. Best and Worst Movies. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I can't find it. But it was really nice. Thank you very much. Anna Hollander, uh, I thought you would enjoy this, commented on the Pod 2027 nostalgia thing, uh, which I just thought was kind of fun. This is really fun to listen to because I can relate to so many of these, especially How to Train Your Dragon, which I still love to this day, and also Emil, <laughs> Amigo. See, someone else watches Amigo, I told you. No one Little Einsteins, Amigo. Pippi Longstocking, Merlin, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Arthur, and the Mini Moys. I guess that is what they called, or was that what we called them? Uh, 
I, I think we. I think we called the Barbie. Oh, I also feel like I've watched every Barbie movie up until 2010, at least ten times each. It was all I did as a child, and I've read almost all the Tintin comics. They're great, and I know exactly which fiend, scene Frederick was talking about from the Findus movie. I was terrified of that one as well. Yes, Anna. So I thought I thought oh, you would enjoy that. Thank you. Callum Kyle commented on the Baby Driver Ben and Fred watch. Uh, by the way, all the comments in the Ben and Fred watches were great. By the way, I really enjoyed that. But one of the comments that stood out: great video, but all I can think about is how do you know the legend that is Macaulay Culkin? Now, when we say we know him, that is an incredible exaggeration because we do not remotely. Well, well, we had a friend. There was a girl in our our class, our gla- who um, whose sister is married to Macaulay Culkin's brother. Who's if you don't know him, Kieran Culkin. He is in Scott Pilgrim. He's uh, Scott's gay best friend. So, so we pretty kinda, much celebrities. We're kind of, kind of best friends with Macaulay Culkin. Also, Joshua Gibbs commented like on the Joshua same- Me Gibbs? He made the same joke last time, and I don't think he appreciated it. <laughs> Joshua Gibbs will stop commenting. Uh, Flea is the bassist for Red Hot Chili Peppers, not the drummer, so you screwed up. What? No, Flea is the drummer. Other than that 10 out of 10 podcast, thank you. But, uh, really? You, you were wrong, apparently. I have no idea. Well, then Yana's yeah. been lying to me. <laughs> Paul rant about how airports are the worst, but I feel like we don't have time for that. Actually, I do one second. Brussels Airport, okay? Who puts... A fucking piano in the middle of an airport. Multiple. For random people to just come up and, like, hammer on the entire... You know what I don't want to hear in the airport? Is you try and attempt to play the piano. (laughs) It was heartbreaking. (laughs) When I'm, like, after a seven-hour flight and I want to just die and I'm waiting for two hours for my next flight. I don't want to hear you attempting to play the piano for the first time. Whose idea was that? You should fire them. I'm really sorry. I'm really tired right now. Dude. And I'm you just... know who works at Brussels Airport? Joshua Gibbs. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, uh, there's a commercial in America where the vulture's in it from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just like, where he that. plays the vulture? Or no, what? he's at a wedding or something. He's always devolving to me just being a grumpy old man. I'm sorry. Um, they've added Biospil to American cinemas. thought you'd find that interesting. We're done. We're done. Here. <laughs> We're done with this. This, is, this has been way too long. Uh, okay, we're... Um, so... Thank you very much for listening. This has been fun, fun comeback. This has been a good comeback. We'll, we'll, uh, hopefully have a pod out. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll have a pod out later on. Um, we'll talk about the future of the pod later on because that's still up, a little up in the air. But hey, we'll talk about that later. Hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, BHL Hudson, YouTube, BHL Hudson, email, BHLHudsonFins at gmail.com. You can find me, let's do this slowly, on YouTube at FDK Gaming. You can find me on Twitter at FDK underscore Dalt And, you can find me on Instagram at fdalgard. Very true. Very true. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. This is a very abrupt ending, but I'm sorry. Burner, burner, burn.